we're here. Starting another year. A to Z podcast. Oh, you made that rhyme. Nice. I'm proud of you for that. I know. I thought all day on that one. <laughs> Had the thinking cap on. <laughs> I had a nine-hour shift today at work where I didn't do anything, so I was just trying to figure out a way to rhyme the mm. intro to my podcast. That's right. <laughs> Priorities, man. Smart. I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know what I realized today? What's I, that? Um, as I was driving up here, usually it's me and Emma driving up here together, and we take her car, and she has the uh, the iPod uh, uh, adapter thingy, so I can play the, the oh. iPod through the uh, through the stereo, yeah, through the radio. I don't have that right now, and I had the windows down because it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So my phone's not loud enough to like have the windows down and listen to music. So I did not realize how badly radio sucks now. Oh man, radio's fucking terrible. Yeah. Did you hear anything but a commercial the I, whole time? I, I think I got like the end of one somewhat decent song that I liked, and that was about it. Also, a lot of the music that I listen to isn't on the radio very often now. <laughs> yeah. Like, my whole drive, which, I mean, it's about 10 minutes, maybe. Right. Yeah, we don't live too far away. Yeah. But, like, my whole drive was, I I have the little uh, radio controls on my my steering wheel. Oh, okay. Or you adjust the volume and stuff. Yeah, it's like the whole time I just, I started at, like, Casey, because that's still, like, one of the few radio stations I like, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I I like classic rock. Right. And then they were on commercial, and so I just kept hitting seek until I finally found something. And it took me until, I think when I pulled into your neighborhood is when I finally found, like, a song that I liked. (laughs) So the whole time it was just like half commercial, half commercial, half commercial. Wow. Sucks, man. And you're like in the 104s probably at that point. Yeah. No, I, I think <laughs> All I the way was. across the dial. Yeah. And then I was, it was a um, whole Puff Daddy song, that I'm Coming Out or whatever. Oh. With him and Biggie. I always forget what that one's called. Yeah. But yeah, it was that one. I was like, finally something I like, a 90s uh, R&B hip hop hit. So <laughs> that'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting old, because I don't know a lot about, like, modern music that's coming out now. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's not really for us anymore, like you said. It's no. not anything that we'd really be interested in. Like, I mean, in terms of popular artists that I listen to, mm-hmm. um, Post Malone, I guess. I mean, I think he's still fairly big. I don't even know. I'm hoping <laughs> Post Malone is still pretty big, because he's good, if you like hip-hop. Um, which, I mean, you do. I'm pretty sure you're... I, I listen to it. Yeah. yeah, I don't seek it out, but yeah. I don't turn it away either. So. Yeah, like I like Post Malone. I like um, I'm trying to think who else is like somewhat relevant <laughs> that I listen to. <laughs> you got to remember, I'm a third wave ska kid. Like yeah. that, that, I'm so far away from relevant music. It's not even funny. Yeah, even the bands you grew up with are they even together anymore? Putting out stuff or? Uh, Real Big Fish is. Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Real Real Big Fish is still touring even. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, nice. I think they were in St. Louis like a couple months ago. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, that was like one of the fir- uh, first times I've missed their shows. Uh, yeah, Real Big Fish. They might have just put a new album out like six months ago, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm, okay. And then um, I think Streetlight's still together? Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100%. Streetlight Manifesto might still be together, which is one of my favorites. As far as I know, the two ones that I really like from St. Louis are still together. Uh, right. MU330. And uh, the urge, I I know the urge is still together. Yeah, they, yeah, they were just at a reunion show on Thanksgiving, I think. So. Well, hell, they had a concert like three, four weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they had the Stanley Cup on stage. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they did the the scoring song this mm, year. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's those those two, which are decently popular. I I think they're popular. I, I think so. Yeah. They're huge around here because they're from St. Louis. Right. But yeah, I think even the urge like expanded a little bit nationwide yeah. with a couple songs. Like, like yeah. I think the because I mean, the urge, some of their first hits like um, uh, Stereo, like mm. everyone knows that song. Even like I think Southern California has, has heard Stereo before. And then um, 
A lot of people have heard MU330's like big song, but nobody knows that it's MU330, which is uh, the KKK adopted a highway, yeah. which is like a minute fifteen long like, song that's based on a true story. Because it, for those of you who aren't from St. Louis, for a while there, actually, I, I don't think they pay for it anymore. But for a while there, the KKK adopted a highway in St. Louis, and so the city of St. Louis named it the Martin Luther King Drive. Just to piss off the KKK, which is just the greatest <laughs> thing this city's ever done. Which is like, oh sure, no, we, we can take your money, you can clean it up. It's Martin Luther King Drive now, but mm-hmm. thank, yeah. thanks for the money, you fucks. But uh, yeah, every, a lot of people have heard that song, but not all of them know it's MU330 or that they're from St. Louis. So St. St. Louis was a big ska like city, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Well, you know, it, it all kind of started really started in Jamaica in the '50s, but in third wave ska where it got big in the '90s. Uh, a lot of that was like Southern California guys like Sublime, Real Big Fish. Um, like who else? Uh, was? They might be giants. They might be giants, no doubt. Um, you know, they were all big. Hell, the uh, Aaron, the main singer of uh, Real Big Fish, was dating Gwen Stefani for the wa- for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, until they got like super big. Huh. Uh, in fact, he he wrote a song about it. It's uh, she's famous now. It's like, she used to be my girl, but now she's famous. Oh, it's literally about Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and then Gwen Stefani gave up on ska music and started making shit with, like, Pharrell or whatever. So, yeah. thanks, Gwen. Got all K-pop or J-pop or whatever. Yeah, I was in love with her. And then she she screwed me over like that. <laughs> Bitch. Old school, no doubt. Still awesome. Though. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'll play Tragic King to me. Hell, even old school Gwen Stefani, like, her um, shit by herself was good, too. Yeah. But then, like, she started getting more poppy and, and got away from, like, the ska punk third wave kind of stuff and went more pop culture she kind of did like a green day thing yeah and just kind of went away yeah it's a pretty good comparison actually yeah i I think it fits perfectly because green day i mean they're not a ska band they were they could they called themselves a punk band i don't know yeah i mean i guess punk is a pretty big it had inspirations for them yeah and punk punk music is a fairly big umbrella there's a lot of different kinds of punk and stuff like that and Mm. i mean that's a the biggest argument that anybody at you go to any punk show like I used to go to all the time that people are arguing all the time about what counts as punk music and what doesn't mm-hmm. but we all agree on the fact that Green Day after like two albums is not punk rock anymore <laughs> just because they sold out so fucking hard and then they went to like this is always I'm sure I've talked about this in the podcast before because I bring it up all the time the thing that irritates me the most about Green Day because I love punk punk rock I've always loved punk rock I mean all the way back to like the Clash like the original punk rock before there was even a name for punk rock because they were in the 70s (laughs) the clash is awesome i've always loved punk punk music and there's been always kind of two different kinds for like the really big well-known punk music is like you you get the guys who are the there's like political punk which was like you know uh black flag um the clash Mm -hmm. a little bit kind of but then you've also got the other ones who are kind of the like nihilistic punk mans, where it's like mm. fuck everything, like like the Dead Kennedys and right. uh, the misfits. misfits, yeah, guys like that. Where it's like, who gives a shit? And Green Day started as that, where it's like, oh, I don't even care. Like that's the name of their band. It's like, oh, we just hang out all day and smoke weed because nothing fucking matters, man. It's all cool. And then they just made like, you know, Blink One Eighty Two style punk, where it was just like, yeah, fucking you're a teenager, like fuck life, just do whatever the fuck you want, man. It's cool. And then they got political with American Idiot in like 2003 or 2002, whatever year they came out. Four, I think, yeah. Four. And they got political and they got, you know, they were anti establishment against George W. Bush, Mm -hmm. which is fine. But you did it in like the, the safest time to do it. Like his fucking approval ratings were 
way down. Yeah. All MTV talked about was how much they hated him and shit like that. And every comedian talked about how George W. Bush sucked, which he did. But it's like, you're like, oh yeah, now we're going to be like, political and talk about shit, man. I'm like, you've, you've been talking about smoking weed and having sex with your own dog for like three years. And now <laughs> you want to have this like fucking like you're the fucking clash or you're in the IRA and you're fighting back against the man. Yeah, we, have a, we have a platform. Yeah. And we got to talk about it because people need to know our thoughts. I'm like, you don't have thoughts. I mean, you both know you don't. You looked at the fucking numbers with your goddamn manager and we're like, hey, V for Vendetta sold a lot of tickets. You know, apparently fighting back against the government right now is really popular. We should do that. And I'm like, if there's more, if there's something that's more the opposite of ska or uh, of punk music than that, I don't know what is. Where let's rebel because it's popular. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Fucking Billy Joel Armstrong, right? Is that his name? Billy Joel Armstrong? Billy Joe, yeah. No L on it. All right. Billy Joe Armstrong. Fucking dink. <laughs> I just, I hate that because I love like political black flag. Uh, Crass and the Boys that was another big one like that where it was just like yeah fucking tear down the establishment man like we're not gonna listen to them Pennywise Pennywise and you know that's awesome it's fucking music is a revolution that's cool to do even like when I don't agree with them politically I still love the idea like of fighting back against the establishment and using your music to do that Mm -hmm. to choose that side because you're going to make the most money because people are going to be into it and then to call yourself a punk band at the same time like Henry Rollins should have beat up every member of Green Day as soon as they like released American Idiot <laughs> should have been a bonus track on the next Black Flag album just this noise this is Henry Rollins beating the shit out of all of them <laughs> apparently Henry Rollins is kind of a dick now too is he? which sort of sucks because I really like Black Flag yeah but uh yeah I guess he's kind of like really the way the guy put it was he just got old and like it's kind of like you have an art collection now and shit like that's like shouldn't you be like pissing on the Mona Lisa or something cool like that man like what the fuck happened this sucks really just got old I guess there's nothing against I haven't met him yet so I don't know we all have yeah that's true we've all met Henry Henry Rollins no we've all been (laughs) Uh, yeah even if you went to one of those shows now, you wouldn't jump around as much as you did before. No, that I mean, that's 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 true. I wouldn't. And you'd feel it the next day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not 17 anymore, where yeah. I just can't feel anything. <laughs> it just didn't matter. It was really, like, where me and my friends would make out with each other to piss off the neo-Nazis that would go to punk shows to get into fights, and then it was just a bunch of, like, kids with mohawks and fucking Converse on fighting dudes with shaved heads and muscle shirts and Doc Martens and then we just fight each other. And then I bought a pair of Doc Martens because I knew they would piss off the Nazis. Still have Doc Martens. They're great shoes, by really? the way. Not just the Nazis wear them. Some not, like, some of the neo-Nazis got into it. I don't even think they're that big anymore for uh, the, like, neo-Nazis. I, I, yeah. I still have a pair of Docs. I think they're awesome. They're okay. really good boots. They're comfortable. There's a lot of history in Doc Martens. They were, like, some of the first punk shoes that people bought. But yeah, no, like, just when you make out with your friends at punk shows to piss off, like, the neo-Nazis, that way you guys could all get in fights in the, in the parking lot. Good shit like that, so. Who Dude, hasn't been there? It's, it's fun. We can all relate. Punk shows are fun. Or, they were fun. I'd probably hate them now. They're like, this is loud, and there's a fucking bunch of teenagers running around screaming. I'm gonna fucking knock somebody out. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I've, when I think about shit like that, I feel old, because I'm like, I don't want to go to a uh, punk show anymore. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> It was fun. I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. Every every band I saw sucked, and they like hardly ever had names. Even it was just you know a bunch just of other, noise. Yeah. yeah, just a bunch of other like kids who were five years older than me. So they were like twenty three, and I thought they were old. 
They're just like, yeah, and we're all just screaming at each other and drinking fucking watered-down beers. Or we're in somebody's garage that we've spray-painted the walls black, and there's no fucking, uh, like, sound equalization at all, and everything's just echoey and tanny, and you can't hear a word, and you're just screaming at each other. <laughs> it's fun. Punk yeah. music is fun. Ska, ska music's good. I mean, it's part of the punk genre. But, uh... I mean, at least third wave ska is because it was kind of a sort of a blend of like punk and ska music. Yeah, third wave did because I mean there was even third wave ska bands that didn't have brass uh, sections really? in them. Yeah, I mean there's there's a couple, not a lot, but there were some. And I mean there were some that had songs that didn't have any kind of like horns in it, which we would all yell about because that's not yeah. cool. Cause that was the best part about those. I know. I fucking love ska. I still love ska. And I, I say it now, and people stare at me. I'm like, I don't even know. They're like, what? What's what's that? And I'm like, you've probably heard it. I'm sure you enjoy it. I don't yeah. know. That's the main reason I decided to play the trombone whenever we were having us select instruments whenever we wanted to join band. Oh, really? Just because you like the song Sell Out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the same reason I played the saxophone when I was in band. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I really liked Real Big Fish. And I was oh. like, they got a sax player, so I'm going to learn the sax. <laughs> and then... Uh, I didn't. <laughs> After like a year, I stopped playing. Uh, I didn't have a very good teacher, and he was kind of a dick. So uh, yeah, that matters a lot. Yeah, no, I had a great one. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have a very good teacher, and I was just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play sports." <laughs> and I wasn't very good at that either. <laughs> yeah. He called me out like three, four months into practice as we were rehearsing, mm. and uh, was like. So, did you rehearse over the weekend? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I was practicing all this. And he <laughs> holds up my music folder with all the music in it. And he's like, oh, really? How'd you do that without any of this? <laughs> you must be a real wonderkind to even be able to practice without the sheet music, sir. And I was like, oh, yeah, forgot that I had left it there the Friday before. <laughs> after I told him I was going to practice all weekend. So oh, I was like, funny. oh, yeah. See, he just gave me shit for it. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm a savant. I've yeah. memorized the piece already. <laughs> I can't read sheet music, but I can play by ear perfectly. Yeah. I have perfect pitch. He's <laughs> like, get out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's really all I would do. Like, just listen to the song a few times and try to get the beat. <clears throat> like, I didn't, I didn't really know like how hold, how long to hold an eighth note in three, four time or anything right. like that. I was just like, okay, the sound song's supposed to sound like this for my part. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I was a singer for a while. Yeah. I know I was in musical theater and stuff like that. But I, mm-hmm. I can't read sheet music. Yeah, I was like, it's a pep band song. I'm supposed to play loud and fast. And if it's orchestra music, I'm just like holding a whole note for like 18 beats. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I've, all trombone gets. I've always learned everything by ear, just because I've never learned how to read sheet music. So, mm-hmm. like all of my songs I've ever sang, all of my uh, like roles I was in in musical theater and stuff like that, that was all shit I just learned by ear. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Where I was just like, oh. So I'm really Were you in chorus also, or you just did musicals? Uh, no, I was never. I wasn't in the school's chorus. I was in a couple of like traveling choruses. Okay. And I did a barbershop quartet for like two weeks. Did I, you? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I have never heard about this. Long. It's because I was very <laughs> embarrassed by it. I, okay. like, I don't think I like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just learned everything um, by ear, which is part of the reason that my uh, singing voice is a little bit higher than my like normal talking voice mm-hmm. is because um, my choir teacher slash music teacher in high school who like did the stuff for the musical theater she didn't like guys who sang like baritone 
she just never had a role for him didn't want to hear him sing like you had to be a tenor to get any kind of fucking part oh shit so I just sort of forced myself to have a higher registry when I sang so wow. now now I have fairly decent well I did it's like mm. 10 years of cigarette smoke now at this point so I don't know <laughs> I used to have a really good range I still have a decent range not great but it's, it's decent yeah and yeah, it was all because I had to. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get parts. I was just going to be in the ensemble. I had to be in the background where nobody could see me. I was like, no, nah, that ain't happening. The only reason I'm doing this is for attention. So, <laughs> absolutely not. Speaking of which, that's a good transition to something else I wanted to talk about. Hmm. So, my buddy Will is going to be getting married here at the end of the month. Excellent. We had his bachelor party over the weekend, this last weekend. Nice. Uh, we went out uh, last Friday, got tickets to the Cardinal game, all inclusive tickets. Perfect. Oh, up at the Champions Club mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, yeah, the suite. Yeah. So, we just. Uh, we did all that, and then afterwards they were like, oh, we still want to kind of, you know, hang out and drink and stuff. So we went over to, like, not past, like, on Soulard. Yeah. And went to a couple bars there, and then ended up at the end of the night at a, one of the places that had karaoke. Nice. And we're like, you got to get up there. It's oh, your bachelor obviously. party weekend. He wouldn't get up there. So I was like, well, somebody from this goddamn party's got to do it. <laughs> so I did my very first public karaoke. That a boy. Yeah. And I had to, of course, troll everybody, so I picked Nickelback. Nice. Did How You Remind Me. Oh, I thought you were going to say tequila. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to save that one. I, don't, I was pretty wasted, so I couldn't nice. really get that. But You did Nickelback? You I did, did a live karaoke? Yeah. yeah. How'd it feel? Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Yeah? yeah. It's fun. Yeah. There wasn't much of a crowd towards the end of the night, so mm. it was kind of cool. No, you, you kind of figure out, like, because I used to do karaoke a lot. I don't oh, do really? It. Yeah, I don't do it too often anymore, but... um. Like, the first time you do karaoke, you're terrified and, like, do not want to even be close to a mic. And then you realize that, like, it especially helps if a couple people go before you because you're like, oh, not, there's not that many yeah. great well, singers I, anyway. You're the like, bar oh, was yeah. very, very low for mm. that because there were some pretty terrible ones out there. Mm. And that was the other thing, too. I was like, we can't laugh at these people if nobody from our party gets up there to be laughed very at. Very strong point, yeah. Like, we're going to get kicked out of this bar. Like, they, they think that's, like, karaoke 101. It should so, be. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. I've sang a bit in rock band. I've been to a couple of parties with you guys where we kind of sing yeah, along we'll to YouTube. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. It's a fun thing to do. I mean, yeah. karaoke is a lot of fun. I remember. Um, I don't know if you ever went to that bar with me or not. Do you remember uh, High? Not High uh, Strikers. That bar that was. Oh yeah, yeah, in Bethalto. Bethalto, Yeah, where yeah. I was at like three times a week mm-hmm. for five years. That it was open or whatever. Yeah, I think I met you there a few times to trade comics and stuff. Mm, yeah, that was a really good bar. Me and my dad used to go there. Like I said, like probably three times a week we would go there. And uh, especially on Friday nights, me and my dad would go there. We'd just close the fucking bar down. Oh, yeah. And then he started doing uh, karaoke's on Friday night. And we went there a couple times, and I just started being like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go see, sing a song. Because the way they did it, like, you'd walk in, and it was kind of like a, the way the building was laid out was almost like an eye, where it was like a long straight, and then you went to the side room, and that's where the actual bar was. Mm-hmm. And the front was just all tables you could sit at and eat. So they'd set the karaoke up back there. And that way, like, if you okay. didn't want to be in karaoke, you could sit over, over the bar and just, you know, not even really kind of hear ignore anything it, yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, um, like, one time, I was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go, I'll go sing a song. And I went up, I think I did uh, What I Got by Sublime. Which oh, is nice, like, that's my, that's my opening karaoke song. It's an easy one to do. I know all the words. I can have fun with it. I usually have a Sublime t-shirt on anyway, so it's fine. And uh, did that, and um, everybody liked it. My, I remember my dad walking around the corner being like, is that Zach singing? And he looked at me, he's like, oh, okay, nice. And, like, went back over What I Got. <laughs> And uh, and then um, a couple other people did some songs, and people stopped doing songs. And the guy who was like doing the karaoke came and got me. And he's like, "Hey, he's like, will you do a couple more songs?" And I was like, "I mean, I can." And he's like, "Cool." He's like, "Just nobody else wants to do anything right now." He's like, "If you can just get up there and like you know sing a song or something, get people excited." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, 
pick a song. I'll sing whatever. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. And he had me sing. Like, I Which, remember. side story, is one of the main reasons I love playing Rock Band with you so much. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't matter what the fuck I pick. I can pick any song on my library, and you'll at least give it a try. Oh, yeah. No, I don't give a fuck. And I know a lot of songs, too. That helps. Yeah, that, that helps, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care. And so, yeah, the guy just picked, like, something. I don't even remember what he picked. And I sang it, you know, and, like, it's mainly just a bunch of, like, drunk moms, and they're all laughing and having fun and cheering and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, well, somebody else got to get up here. Come on, I'm not going to be the only one singing. And, like, you know, kept pulling people up and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. me and this guy were just kind of working off each other. And he kept calling me over whenever it starts to, like, slow down and stuff. He gave me his card. And I probably still have it, actually. <laughs> and then uh, every Friday, he's like, you better be here every Friday. Because apparently whenever I would be there on Fridays to help him karaoke, he mm-hmm. got, like, 20 or 30 more people every time like there's just more and more people were showing up wow there was one night where we got so drunk everybody did, there was like probably 20 people crammed in that little like straight where everyone was doing karaoke <laughs> and i mean we're all drunk the owner was fucking drunk my dad had gone home already because he's fucking oh jeez. uh it's like 1 a.m and i mean you know he's got like the spencer's gifts all the lights are going off and stuff there's a smoke machine and we're just fucking just killing music and fucking screaming and everything else and then, like, we hear a knock on the door. We're like, what the fuck was that? And then, like, another knock on the door. And so uh, the owner opens the door, and it's a fucking cop. <laughs> like a police, a uh, Bethalto policeman. And he's like, hey, you guys know you're supposed to close at one, right? And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, oh, shit, I didn't know. I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, I'll shut everything down. And so, like, we had the bar open too long because we were doing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> it was like getting caught at a high school party. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm in a bar that's like legally owned, mm-hmm. and the owner's like, and everybody's 21. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody was 20. <laughs> fuck, everybody was like 30 except for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, that that guy who was running that karaoke um, gave me his card, and then I gave him my number, and he would call me whenever he had different like bars he was going to. And he'd have me come out, and he would just pay for, pay for my uh, bar tab if I'd stay there for a couple hours oh, and, and, do, yeah. and do songs and shit like that, just to kind of get people like, excited and stuff. So, for a small uh, time, I was an amateur entertainer, I guess is the word. <laughs> I was like a lounge singer in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I, was, I was Richard Cheese. It was awesome. <laughs> Karaoke is a lot of fun. Everybody should do it. Yeah, it's a good time. You just you know don't don't be afraid to sound bad, and also give it your all. Oh yeah yeah. No one will ever make fun of you if you just give it your fucking all. You just go all out. Everybody's going to be like, fuck yeah, because people react to energy. They don't yeah. care what you sound like. Oh, yeah. They react to your energy. That's another reason I chose Nickelback. I was like, everybody's going to make fun of this anyway because I yeah. chose Nickelback. No, it's most people don't like Nickelback for some reason because they're weird. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to get up there. Go yeah. for it. No, you fucking got to. I remember like, oh, it was closing time was he would literally have me sing that. That was the last mm. song he would do for karaoke. So like, yeah, so he would make me go up there and, and sing that. That was what I had to do. After the cops were called. So yes. We're never going to go through this again. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, from then yeah. on, it was like. He At had, like, 12.55, yeah, like, we're playing closing time. It was 12.45. Oh. But yeah, he would like text me if I was like in the bathroom or something like that or in the back room. He'd text me like, hey, it's almost 12.45. Get ready. You got to sing. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun weekend, though. We went oh, up and got up the next day, played some disc golf, and then they had a food festival in Collinsville. They marked off, like, three or four blocks and had a oh, bunch yeah, of yeah, barbecue right. vendors and stuff. Week, yeah. mm-hmm. And went to that, and it was pretty cool. And then um, Brent tweets in questions to us mm-hmm. a lot. He had uh, had some kind of, like, Groupon or something and booked an event at the a place called The Axe Hole. Oh, is that the, the, the Axe Hole? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was really cool, man. So... For the five of us, it was only like 30 bucks for two hours of unlimited throws. That's not bad. 
and it's a bring your own cooler so we brought in a huge cooler just slamming beers and throwing axes at targets and stuff and I'm so excited to go axe throwing. Yeah, it was really cool. I didn't know how much I'd like it. I was kind of reserved. I was like, oh, I'll pay and I'll sit around and watch you guys and maybe you know, take videos and stuff to you know, make some memories or something, but I don't mm. know if I'll throw or anything. And then I actually ended up throwing some things. It was pretty did, cool, yeah. Did, did it feel good? It did. I really loved They had a shuriken, Ooh. and I fell in love with that thing. Man. I was actually <laughs> really good at it. Excellent. Yeah. Like the second or third time I tried, I got a bullseye. Brent actually got that one on tape. I can show you whenever we pause yeah. it. But yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a couple, like, uh, axe throwing places that are open up in St. Louis now and stuff, oh, yeah. like, where they're getting bigger. Mm. And I really want to go axe throwing so bad. Yeah. We, we were thinking about doing that for Daniel's um, bachelor party back mm. whenever we went to the uh, Blues game in the casino instead. Right. Uh, Emma got mad that we were thinking about doing that. Cause she's like, if you guys are going axe throwing, I'm not doing the bachelorette party. She's like, I'm going with you guys. I want to go fucking axe throwing. <laughs> so I'm really excited to try that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys do, let me know. I'll, I'll join. Oh, fuck yeah, it was a lot of fun. Be there. It, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that that's going to really speak to like my, my inner self. Yeah, I think so. I I'm going to really enjoy that. And actually, if you choose that one, the axle is in Collinsville. Mm-hmm. They're one of the only ones in the area and they're advertising anyway. I'm not sure how true it is, but uh, they've got spears also. You can Ooh, throw spears. That'd be kind of fun too. So that was I definitely want to throw some axes. I want to see how that how that feels. Yeah. I, I feel like an inner part of me is going to awaken when I when I do that. It'll be like my ancestors will be looking down on me from <laughs> Valhalla. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, the line is strong. <laughs> This came from the same guy who was popular for doing karaoke and yeah. getting people excited. <laughs> you could do both. Yeah. yeah. You could be tough and fun. It's fine. I'm not very tough, but I'm fun. Yeah. You can belt some Elton John as you throw axes. It's no fun. wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the Vikings sang whenever they were on their boats and shit like that. They were really singing no. songs. Yeah. Nothing... Got to keep the tempo for the rowers. Yeah. There's nothing femme about singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a real good weekend. Look forward to the wedding. It'll be a fun time. When is that? Uh, August 31st, so here Ooh. at the end of the month. Okay. Going to be a little rough. It's an outdoor wedding oh, God. at the end of August. Stop. In a full suit. Like, uh, I'm going to be a, a wet mess afterwards. But Dude, Nothing against these guys. And just for everybody listening, mm-hmm. if you're going to have an outdoor wedding, which already is kind of a bad idea, mm. don't do it in fucking August. Like, <laughs> come on, man. It's yeah. fucking Emma's mom did the same shit. Hers really? was like middle of August and it was outside and there's fucking bees flying around and shit yeah. and it's 115 fucking degrees. We all have to wear like fucking suits and ties and shit and I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I mean, to his credit, he did buy everybody a suit for it, so that's a nice. It looks pretty snazzy. But yeah, it's, it's just going to be a sweaty mess for everybody. Yeah, really oh no, it's going to be... It's all just like heavy cotton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sweat. It's going to be terrible. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a beautiful ceremony. But yeah, just, yeah. if you're going to... I mean, I'm doing it, so... Yeah. Obviously. It's fair. You've been to one of my weddings. I did. It was a fun time. It was good. We had a good time. Emma thought we had like planned a joke beforehand, because I don't remember what it was. I just had some that little like, dumb yeah. callback. Yeah. And she's you're, like... It's Zach being Zach. Yeah. And yeah. she was like... And like, you just kind of played off it, because you do that on a podcast. Right. That, just about once a week <laughs> and she was like did you guys plan that out beforehand i was like we don't plan out our podcast which we do i was like there's yeah. not even a plan on that <laughs> you think we planned out one little off thrown joke yeah. in a fucking wedding no mm-hmm. no it was just us fucking around varble's been my friend for a long time he yeah. knows how to play off man. that's right and we had the crowd in the palm of our hand too like it worked perfectly they were all laughing broke the mood a little bit so oh yeah Sorry, I'm texting Emma's texting me while she's oh, standing yeah. in line at the convention. Big shout out to Emma and Alex, by the way. 
Hope you guys are having fun at the convention. This will be yeah. out by the time you guys get back, but still. Nope. I mean, it won't be out, but it'll be recorded by the oh. time you get back. Okay. We're recording it right now. I know it'll be recorded by the time okay. you get back. Okay, well, yeah, that's not true. I can't argue that one. <laughs> We're going to do a 72-hour podcast. Yeah. Here's hour 47 of our live commentary of <laughs> while we watch Titans. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll never fall asleep to that. I'll be angry the whole fucking time. I know. That's what will keep you going. Hours 42 through... 58. <laughs> oh, she's, uh, there's a Snapchat from the Critical Role thing. Oh, wow. Uh, she says it's happening. Let's go ahead and reply to her real quick. This is a live reply on the right. fucking podcast. God damn it. I'm too, bu- I'm too big. Oh, I just got your forehead. You need to redo yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I just put, so is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be fun to leave in. She has an, uh, <laughs> she she's not gonna be here to listen to this one. So when she actually gets the final mm. list, this will be a new episode for her. Yeah. Ugh, anyway, she's probably gonna enjoy that one more than this, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh no, she enjoys everything about that more than anything involving me. Well. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, uh, Alex and Emma are at um, Gen Con, right? Is that what it's called? I believe so. Yeah, Gen Con. It's over in Indianapolis. It's a uh, convention for tabletop games. It's not just D and D. It's right, like yeah. all tabletop. Mm-hmm. Games. Yeah, it's like board games yeah. and magic and card games and stuff too. Yeah. So, so yeah. they're doing. Uh, they're going to see a live thing of uh, Critical Role. So that's what those. That's what those two have been yelling about for the last mm-hmm. uh, three weeks now. I think we've been hearing oh, about it from more them, than so. that. Yeah. They got yeah. tickets like three, four months ago. So it is true. Yeah, I, I remember Alex texting Emma, being like. So it's only like $10 more to get two tickets, and I don't have anybody else to go with. You just want to go to Gen Con with me? And I was like, I don't think Zach's going to want to go. I'm like, just fucking go. You don't, have to, like, you don't need me to go with you. You guys go. I don't watch Critical Role. So I finally did learn that you were, you were not actually attached to the hip like some previously thought. So yeah, no, it turns good. out we can totally uh, just be by ourselves and be fine. <laughs> I'm going to get so whiskey drunk tomorrow, sitting around the house doing nothing. I bet. This is my disgusting bachelor weekend where like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to shower. Yeah, I felt bad for interrupting it. I apologize to you oh, as no, soon as I realized. Yeah. No, this is I'm hanging with my bros, man. I'm a bachelor yeah. right now. That's true. I don't have Emma around. I can wingman for you. I'm gonna get you laid. Oh, nice. Oh god. Damn. You don't want to get laid at fucking pump house anyway. There's. Oh well, yeah. That's the a good point. talent is not very high there. What are you talking about? The great hookies gonna be there. They're gonna have all those. That is groupies. true. The 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 hooky groupies. <laughs> The, the, it's a refined taste. The uh, hookers, right? That's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, there you go, Ray. Enjoy. Ray's going to take away our, our theme song now. <laughs> yeah, for the, this is the last episode you'll ever hear. It. <laughs> Fucking, I just want to make merch, like t-shirts that says, I'm a hooker, and just have like their band name on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to sell it at their shows and yeah. not give them a taste of the profits whatsoever with the uh pious bird that's what they've adopted for their logo so, oh excellent yeah. yeah that won't come back to bite them in the ass when mm-hmm. they get big mm-hmm. when the city of alton's taking 50 percent of all the profit <laughs> <laughs> the hooky hookers here we go that gives a new meaning to the ball bounces the ball bounces right into my chin and then again and then again and then it goes this way Oh, Jesus. Thank God they won't hear this before we show up there tonight. I know. Ray will come up and blast me around the teeth. (laughs) Fucking hookers, huh? You think you're funny? I'm trying to be. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm a failed comedian. I just wanted some laughs. Of course I think I'm funny. That's why I tried to be a comedian. Yeah. I'm not because it didn't work, but still. (laughs) Oh, Christ. 
Okay. You want to take our quick break and we'll get into some topics? I think so. That'll work. Let's we got a little bit, so... Yeah, I gotta grab a beer anyway. Okay. Okay. Right. Topics? Topics. Topics. So you know how I like to usually leave with something crazy? Yes. And this is the craziest thing I've found in quite a while. I think you're gonna really like this. It's gonna be funny and you're gonna enjoy it. Okay. There is a Carly Rae Jepsen tabletop RPG. Really? Not only that is the second of a planned trilogy, according to the subheading. <laughs> go, go ahead and read through some of this. It, it, it's pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, a few months ago, I did the Lord's work or reported on a tabletop RPG based off the music of Carly Rae Jepsen. That's a little okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have nothing against Carly Rae Jepsen. No, I don't either. I'm not saying that we're supposed to laugh at her career. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny that, that it's a... a little odd. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Blackheart. Mm-hmm. Carly Ray Jepsen themed cultist tabletop RPG one shot, and <laughs> the cover of it looks like something from True Detective. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> boy problems, I guess, is the first one. Mm-hmm. Players were tasked with infiltrating a secure vault to free the two hundred plus unreleased Carly Ray tracks some greedy rich dick was hoarding. And this quasi-kind of almost sequel, things have taken a turn for the worst. The ancient goddess has slumbered for far too long, and you and your cult of fanatic CRJ followers must perform the sacred rites in order to raise her from her confines and unleash her and onto the world. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not that easy, though, as the normal townsfolk are scared and superstitious. They listen to Kid Rock and are easily frightened by the empowerment and energy brought on by, one, by the one true goddess of pop. <laughs> You have seven days to convince them by solving mysteries by day and spreading the power of truth at the nightly town hall meetings. Upgrade your heart, soul, mind, and weird to ease your task. Bring them to our side and perform the final ritual in an attempt to resurrect her. (laughs) Yes, this game has a weird stat. The weirder you get, the more powers you get. And yes, those powers are based off of Carly Rae's lyrics. (laughs) Weird channels through you, strengthening you, can also tear apart reality. Take it from me. I know this feeling all too well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Boy Problems and Blackheart represent the first two entries in a planned trilogy of tabletop RPGs based off of Carly Rae Jepsen's music. Huh. (laughs) I almost want to buy it, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah. I'm a little curious. (laughs) I definitely did not expect to see that in my headlines at the beginning of the day. <laughs> I really thought it was a joke, but it's not. This is real. I, yeah, it's like a, it's like an idea that came out from like the Red Nose Day, and then they're like, fuck it, let's actually make it. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that it's like a cult-themed mm-hmm. one-shot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, the Zach is really going to get a kick out of this, I, I think. I almost want to buy it, to be honest with you. I'm kind, <laughs> of, I'm kind of in. I think I want to buy them both and try them both out. I've, I, I gotta be honest with you. I have a lot of respect for Carly Rae. She yeah. makes really like fun pop music. She's doing exactly what she's trying to do. She's not. Yeah. She's not out there saying who she's not. She's like, I'm gonna make fun pop music. Yeah. This is catchy. It's gonna get stuck in your fucking head yes, for days. And and she is cute. She's adorable. So yeah, I figured I was like, that, that's gonna be a good lead in. I like that. Yeah. I I definitely like Carly Rae better than I like uh, Katy Perry. I'll tell you that much. Katy Perry annoys me. She has an attitude. Car- Carly Rae's having fun. Plus, Katy Perry banged Russell Brand, so... Yeah, that's she odd. She doesn't have very good taste. Moving on. Like I said, we said last episode we are going to have a lot of Comic-Con news, so... The biggest, obviously, thing was the Marvel revealing the Phase 4 of yeah. the cinematic universe. So... Great time. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait. Let's let's yeah. do Phase 4 uh, three weeks after <laughs> Phase 3 uh, ended. Yeah. Well, not even that, yeah, because 
the new Spider-Man was technically the end of Phase oh, Three. That was the end of fa- okay, so mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I feel like it's way too early to be making a Phase Four. Because if you ask me, Marvel's been kind of slumping well, a little anyway. Mm. No, granted, I haven't um, seen uh, Infinity War or the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but well, yeah, Endgame. You mean? Yeah, Endgame. And I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie, and I haven't seen Captain Marvel. But the thing is, is that they haven't had really any interest in seeing them either, to be 100% honest with you. I, I can see that, yeah. So, I just, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of starting to slip a little bit. Like, the ones that I like are still yeah. staying pretty good. Like Endgame's really good. You're going to enjoy that one, I know for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it's got a couple moments that, like, we've been waiting, like, a decade for. And it's like, okay, yes, finally. That's <laughs> fair. So... These are all the movies here. Mm-hmm. So Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We're getting a, a prequel for that. Okay, I mean, so we finally get to why? Why a prequel? So well, we get to find out the thing that her and Renner are always teasing about with the Budapest. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. We get <laughs> one throwaway line. We're gonna make a fucking <laughs> movie about it. Okay. Eternals. Mm-hmm. Oh, something around like Captain Marvel and shit. Uh, this is kind Not of a bit of a spinoff. They're saying like. There's an ancient race of gods that actually like granted superhumans some of their powers. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. Thor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think like the Earth humans is basically what they're talking about. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not completely sure. Apparently, it is a comic, but I didn't read any of that know, one. Yeah, so. I, don't I don't know much about Marvel. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this is on Disney Plus. We're just getting a show for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hmm. Is it like a? The live action or is it animated? Yeah, live action. They got the actual it. cast. Yeah. Jesus, they're dropping yeah. some money on that. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. All these are all. Uh, Shang Chi is another movie. Um, oh. That's one they're finally going to pull in the actual Mandarin. Oh, they're going to actually do a Mandarin mm-hmm. instead of the Iron Man tease. That's kind of a bummer because I sort of liked the tease of Iron Man two yeah. or Iron Man three. To be honest with you, like I kind of liked doing that. But I mean, you know, people are going to want to see an actual Mandarin. He's a big. Uh, Villain in mm-hmm. the Marvel universe. I can I, I can understand why people want it, but yeah. that sort of lessens the payoff of Iron Man three, which I thought was kind of fun, a uh, fun way to do it, where you make like the main villain that you think the whole time is just nothing and it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, just a lackey. Yeah, I kind of liked that. But. And this is another Disney Plus show. One Division. Mm-hmm. They're doing Scarlet Witch and Vision. Oh, well, I like. It's anything. supposed to get weird. So good. <laughs> I mean, I like anything with Paul Bettany in it, mm-hmm. so that's fine with me. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, another yeah. Disney Plus show. I'm good. Get your Hiddleston on with Loki. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, another movie. Ooh, I, I, I've been hearing about this one a lot. Yeah, so this is the most interesting one, I think, of the ones they announced for the movies. Uh, it's going to be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So they talked to the director, Scott Derrickson, mm. and before he got picked to do Doctor Strange, the original movie, he all his movies were short films and a couple actual theatrical films that were all horror-based. Right. He, was, he just loves horror, and that's his genre. He said he wouldn't come back unless they're going to do a horror movie. Oh. So this is going to be the first MCU horror movie. Excellent. And, yeah, if you know anything about the multiverse, like, it can get pretty weird. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of into that. I wonder if we can pull in Spider-Man in that at all. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah, this is the only one that's actually animated, so they're going to do a, a What If series. Oh, featuring cool. the voices of everybody, basically. So God, they must have them by the fucking short hairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how those contracts are written up in Disney, but they're fucking them. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a what if. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you get the crazy things like what if Thor had the, or, uh, you know, what if Wolverine uh, had the 
Infinity Gauntlet and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, you can get some cool things from that. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, they're doing a Hawkeye show. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. I really like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah. And I think he doesn't get enough uh, love. A lot of people are just like, what's he got? Like, he's just got a bow and arrow. He's not even that useful. And it's kind of, it always kind of irritates me a little bit because I like Hawkeye a mm-hmm. lot. Like, yeah, and Renner does a good job with it, too. Like, I, I yeah, That was good casting. There's a really good Hawkeye comic, uh, My Life is a Weapon. Oh, yeah? That one's fucking fantastic. Nice. Yeah, you should give that one a read. But yeah, this one's also going to focus on some of the recent um what's his name matt fraction mm. did a new run on hawkeye oh really featuring uh, his daughter Ooh. and so he trains his daughter to become an archer and everything right. too so they're thinking that that might play into the tv show too okay that could be cool. for a little female empowerment kind of thing that so, yeah that's all as long as they don't force it too much i think that would be cool disney force something come on <laughs> that wouldn't happen and then we officially have a title now for we talked last time that taika was going to come back yeah and do another thor so now it's confirmed it's going to be Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. And they've confirmed that Natalie Portman will be coming back and yeah, will be the female Thor. Thor. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah. Just that, um, from what I know, granted, I don't read a lot of Marvel, but I've, you know, I'm on a lot of uh, comic book like websites and stuff like that, so I hear mm-hmm. people talk about it. And apparently when Jane takes it, because it's, it's happening in the, it happened in the comics, or it is happening right now. I think it's just ending that run. Yeah, yeah. are they just ending that run? When they turn that over and had Jane be Thor for a while like sales dipped hard and people did not enjoy the storyline of just like sort of forcing like a character in like that mm-hmm. so I mean you know it's Taika he's a great director he he, he knows what he's doing so exactly yeah we'll see what happens but I'm worried that they're like using a story that people don't like already to try to make a movie plus we've seen how for I've, I've already seen about that one yeah mm. with Mahershala Ali coming yeah. in as Blade yeah Blade uh We'll see what happens. Yeah? I don't know. I'm a little curious. I had another topic. Did I keep that topic? I don't remember if I kept that topic or not. If I did, we'll talk about it now anyway. Mm. So um, they actually did an interview with Mahershala. And the way he got the uh, casting for it was basically he texted them the night that he won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar mm. and was like, I want to play Blade. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So Marvel was like, yeah, <laughs> we just got the rights back. Let's do it. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Blade. Oh, yeah. I love the Blade movies, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley Snipes was great, yeah. He was, Apparently he was kind of a dick, but he's yeah. um, great as Blade, though. Mm-hmm. Those movies are fucking fun. Right. He was also... And he's, and he's lighthearted about it, too. He tweeted at Mahershala congratulating him, like yeah? passing the torch oh, to good. him. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I know that like a big reason the first Blade movie got made was because Wesley Snipes was a huge Blade character. Like Some of his tattoos are real. In the oh really? In the blade because he's just a, some of those glyphs. Yeah, he's like a huge Blade fan, so like wow. he has like some Blade tattoos, and like so in like other movies they have to get they have to get covered up and stuff like that. He's like a huge Blade fan, so he wanted to make Blade, and uh, I I don't think the the Blade movies get the respect that they should. Yeah, I mean everybody wants to talk about like you know, uh, minority rep- representation and stuff in movies. I mean that was. It was a black superhero. Mm-hmm. And it was before like, any of the superhero craze. Ninety five, I yeah. think, is when the first Blade movie came out. It was like fucking twenty years ahead of everybody, man. Yeah. Like shit. So now that should be fun. I'm really excited for that one. Oh, we're gonna get a Guardians three. Yep, Gunn is back. They're using his script and he's directing. He fucking so. better be back, otherwise. Oh, yeah. uh, gonna be a little late on that one because he he just contracted to do the Suicide Squad yeah. sequel. So. God, that, they're that, filming that now, so it won't be until after that. That bit of news tears me so much. <laughs> where like I love James Gunn, and I think he's a fucking wonderful director. Yeah, 
and I hated the Suicide Squad movie so goddamn much mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. How how good can you really make it? I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, granted, the Guardians comics were not that popular, and most people didn't like true. them that much. Yeah. Everyone loves the Guardians movies, so James Gunn knows how to make a fucking movie. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Coincidentally, I saw in my timeline today it's the fifth anniversary of the original Guardians being released to theaters. Is it? Yeah, five years. Well, that's yeah. crazy. It's also uh, Kevin Smith's birthday. Oh, there today. we go. Yeah, so. big shout out then. Yeah, just so everybody knows. And uh, let's go ahead and brag because we kept cut it out of the last episode. But oh, we did. Yeah, we officially have tickets to the reboot roadshow. Yes, we're gonna get to see it before it's out in theaters. We yeah. are super excited. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a big part of our friendship is Kevin Smith movies for sure. And I mean, uh, doing Q and A afterwards, him and Muse. So yeah. it's the reason that we started a podcast. Absolutely. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a fun time. I'm gonna cry. I probably will too. It happens. Yeah. Uh, we are officially getting a Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. Oh, this is all that may may wind up in Phase 5 is what it's mm-hmm. Yeah, so they didn't actually announce these during the Phase 4, but then there's an interview afterwards with Kevin Feige, and he said that they are on the schedule, that they are okay. going to be coming. So The only thing I wonder is, what do you do with the Black Panther now? Yeah. Like, he's kind of already had the full circle story, mm-hmm. so, I mean... You don't want to just retell the first Black Panther movie again, you know. I mean, just have that same storyline of someone else has come for the throne. Or, yeah. Uh, Wakanda. How do we protect it? It's like, eh, boring. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, Captain Marvel two. Wow, that got announced <laughs> really quick. Like, didn't that movie just come out like two months ago? In February. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that was the last one. Oh no. They did say they're going to Fantastic Four movie. Yep, again. they got the rights back to that, and that that's probably going to be a quite a while before it comes out. Yeah. They're saying they want to. You know, put some distance between them and the last reboot that they tried. It's a good thing. Are they ever going to be able to make a good Fantastic Four movie? I don't know. I mean, that's a thing. Yet, yeah, it's not happened. To be honest, like I've got quite a few comics in there. They're not great comics either. Fantastic Four are really not that good. Yeah, some of the shit like the. I mean, they play into a lot of the crossovers really well. So that's what I'm thinking. Like if they just show up in an Avengers movie or something like that, that might work. That's way better to do. Yeah, I don't think they need their own film. No, especially. If they do another Fantastic Four, they're going to do another origin story of it. And yeah. we have seen it. We know it. It's really not even that interesting of a story. Mm, they it just get hit lead, by space waves. Like. It doesn't lead to anything cinematic. <laughs> it's always boring. Mm-hmm. So I just... I think it's better to just not even mention the Fantastic Four and just have, like, in one of the big crossover movies, have not even the whole four, just, like, Mr. Fantastic show up. Yeah. And then uh, at the very end, they were taking some questions, and it was asked what they were going to do with the X-Men. And uh, Feige simply said, there's no time left to talk about mutants. Hmm. So a lot of people were wondering, you know, when they're going to actually phase in and start doing some stuff there, if they might cameo in one of the one of those movies. But right. really, I don't know. Like That's a pretty solid lineup already. I don't know where you really yeah, fit them in. so much going on. And then, like, you got to remember how big the X-Men is, too. I mean, the X-Men yeah. comics oh, are... I oh. did have that one. So, yeah, we already talked about that. But, but yeah, like, with X-Men, it's... It's almost like a universe in and of itself. It's mm-hmm. so fucking big, and there's so many fucking mutants. And also, if you do an X-Men movie, you have to have mutants being a thing in the universe. In which case, now everything gets changed in every other Marvel movie you're making because it's like, well, how, why are the mutants being, like, you know, uh, uh, pressed and, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, marginalized? Okay. But then, like... Everybody um, else is celebrating yeah, for being a yeah, superhero. Captain Marvel's fine, and, like, fucking Scar- Scarlet Witch is cool, and, mm-hmm. uh, fucking, uh, 
Black Panther. Yeah, and, the yeah. Black Panther's fine. Like it's like all these other people have superpowers and they're fine. They're heroes. They save the world, but the uh, the mutants are going to be round up and taken mm. care of and stuff like that. And if you don't have that inherent story, you don't have an X Men story. Like that's literally the whole point of the X Men. Yeah, is it's it's Professor X and Magneto with their two ideas on equality fighting over. That's every X Men story. Plus. I think you need to wait like another five years before anybody plays Wolverine again. I really do too. Like, yeah. I, just, there's just no way. Like you can't go back to a young Wolverine. Mm. We, they did too good of a job. Oh yeah. And then especially with Logan, like what a fucking movie that was. Mm, like, absolutely. No one's gonna be okay with seeing Wolverine. At least, at least I wouldn't be. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So. So IGN did catch up with Feige after the press conference for the Phase Four announcement, and they asked him about referring to. The X-Men is just mutants. He didn't actually say the word X-Men. And he says that mutants and X-Men are interchangeable. I just said mutants. Mm. Is how he explained it. And then he also, they also questioned on how they'll be approaching the X-Men for the MCU. He just said whatever we do will be quite different than what we what has been done before. I mean, unless maybe they're going to use the multiverse thing that's gotten mm-hmm. big. To spin that off of like a different reality where the yeah. X-Men exist and the Avengers aren't like there or something like that. That's one of the bigger theories that's right now. That's a possibility. Yeah. I can see that's about all you really could do, I think. Because mm-hmm. I'm not 100%. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. God, I, I, is, Nat, is Natalie Porton playing Thor? Look at this picture. Here. Yeah. She better get in the fucking weight room. <laughs> Look at her fucking arms. Yeah. She has toothpick arms. She can barely hold the fucking hammer. And she's gonna <laughs> He's holding it for her. Yeah. Get her ass in the weight room. Get some steroids on her. She better be <laughs> fucking jacked by the time these movies come out. I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's still Thor. in black swan shape yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad that Thor is being played by a woman. I'm mad that the woman playing Thor weighs 96 pounds. That's what I'm mad about. <laughs> Uh, moving on to some other movie news from Comic-Con. They caught up with Ben Affleck. Now that the uh, Batman movie that he was going to do has officially been canceled, he's free to talk about it. Mm-hmm. The NDA doesn't apply anymore. So um, they found out Ben Affleck's Batman movie would have explored insanity and Arkham Asylum. Of course. It would have been better than what we're going to get from fucking, mm-hmm. I assume, another re- reboot origin story of Batman starring Robert fucking Pattinson. Yeah. I was excited when I heard that Ben Affleck was going to direct a Batman movie. Because Affleck is a huge Batman fan. Not a lot of people know that. Affleck is a gigantic Batman fan. That's why he was so excited to sign on to play Batman. Like mm. He took a huge pay cut for the first Batman movies just because he was like, I want to be fucking Batman so bad. So, I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, that would have that been pretty cool. This is going to be a... This is going to be a tough time to be a Batman fan for a while. Yeah. I'm going to have fun making fun of you for the next few months. It's fair. Years, maybe. I'm very upset. (laughs) I mean, I got the fucking Joker movie coming out, which I'm not even going to see until I can illegally download it on the internet because I'm not giving any money to that fucking movie. Um, I got Robert fucking Pattinson playing goddamn Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Mm -hmm. They better get his his ass in a weight room as well, by the way, (laughs) just to prove that I'm not sexist. That little motherfucker, that little British twink. Better get jacked on some steroids and get fucking ripped. Because I don't want some gangly fucking twink-ass Batman. That's not how that works. Yeah. Batman is built like a fucking linebacker. He's, I, I think he's 6'3", 250. Is, is what he is in the comics. I'm not okay. mistaken. It might be 6'4", even. 
He's built like a he's like Brian Urlacher basically. He's a, he's a ninja trained Brian Urlacher. He's fucking huge. He's a tank. So I don't, I don't know. That's something that people miss a lot in the Batman movies. Christian Bale kind of did it. Christian got kind of bit, yeah. Fucking Affleck really did it. Affleck was shredded like a he's like a Julian mm-hmm. salad. That's because Affleck is a Batman fan and he understood what Batman is. I'm so not even close to happy about this idea. <laughs> Moving on to some other news. At first, I was kind of weirded out by this, but I think ultimately it kind of makes sense. I don't know why so many people are really angry about it. Mm. So, Guillermo del Toro is producing the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie. Right. Adapted from the famous book series. Yeah, that we all own. Oh, yeah, for sure. And a lot of people are upset because it came out now that it's going to be rated PG-13. But really... obviously. Yeah, Del Toro even says that they interviewed him at Comic-Con. says, the thing that is important is we're trying to capture the same audience as the books. Right. These books have now entertained three generations. A lot of fathers know that the stories are really campfire stories, basically. Yeah. They have a factor of fun. None of them are gory. They're all just creepy. They all have a humorous slant or they're very human. So we're trying to cultivate the same PG-13, spooky but fun. Yeah, why would anybody be pissed about this? Yeah, like... You can do a lot with PG-13 yeah, nowadays. These were all books that we had when we were in, like, middle school, yeah. too. Like, that's when every one of us read the fucking, you know, Scary Stories Down in the Dark. Mm-hmm. We were in, like, middle school or maybe even grade school. Because I right. think I was in fifth grade when I, when I read it. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, these books have been out for 30, 40 years yeah. now, so. I, I mean, I don't know why anybody's shocked. I never once thought that it was going to be um, anything higher than PG-13. I, I actually almost assumed it was going to be PG and just kind of have, like, a dark sort of creepy overtone. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, just as Del Toro said, they were never gory kind of stories or anything like that. It was never like, yeah, hey, then, then he cut her head off and fucked the brain hole and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, I don't know. Now, I don't know why anybody's getting busy about that. Yeah. Why would you ever question Guillermo's ability to produce a horror film? Exactly. Shut your, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Like he even said, like, paraphrasing here, but like he's done R-rated movies before. He knows... You know, if it takes an art to, to, to tell the story, he's going to do it. He's going to do whatever is best for the story. Yeah. And went on to say, it was very fun making these characters come to life because you have to make them three-dimensional, leaving, living, breathing characters. The audience has only seen the drawing of what it's supposed to look like. They've never heard them. They've never seen them move. All these things, so we had to play with all that stuff. So I'm pretty excited for it. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'm, oh, of course. I'm. I'm trying to think. There's maybe six directors who could question Guillermo del Toro's ability to direct a horror film? Mm-hmm. Maybe. And even then, they wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Guillermo del Toro. Are you exactly. kidding me? Yeah, anybody who's like, I mean, you really think you should be doing it this way? Like, how, how many movies have you made? Shut your, shut, shut, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> shut, shut your mouth right now. Yeah. Shut it. Shut, shut, shut. Leave del Toro alone. You fucking let Guillermo work because he knows what he's doing. That guy's a genius. Those fucking campy-ass... Hellboy movies are fantastic because he's that good of a director and they're campy and the storyline is terrible they make no sense and I love those movies to death because he's that good of a director dick noses moving into some Michael Myers news I don't know if you saw this Mm. so the Halloween that came out last year is getting two sequels Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends ugh they're filming them both together, and they're going to release them a year apart. So one's coming in 2020, I believe, and then one in 2021. Yeah. Just write 
a new movie. I know. Please. The, the best thing I saw about this was, oh, at least Blumhouse <laughs> is keeping the tradition of making shitty Halloween sequels going. <laughs> yeah, no kidding there. Yeah, because, I mean, now we, we're getting we, into, like, we've seen some stinkers. Yeah. yeah, this is getting into, like, Friday the 13th uh, territory. Mm-hmm. Like Jason X. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah I, the one tease... Didn't give away much except to say that the saga of Michael and Lori isn't over. I thought that was the whole point of the last movie. I haven't seen yeah. it yet, but I thought that was the whole point of the last movie with her coming back. That it was going to be like, this is it. We're going to finally close the circle. It is. And that's the thing, too. Like, they made such a point of making sure that this movie was going to be the only sequel to the original movie. Yeah. Cutting out all the other stuff because they didn't want it to be like, Lori is Michael's sister. Yeah. They wanted to cut that out completely. Why the fuck is he stalking her for two more movies, goddammit? Exactly. Like, why? Like, if there's no... I mean, that's the whole reason that that character kept showing up in the original films. Yeah. I don't know. When you get to the curse of Michael Myers, or it was some, like, Irish demon thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one? That mm-hmm. one was fun. Oof. Was it Halloween 4? Uh, no, that was... No, it's... That's the end of five and beginning of six is where they start explaining that. Yeah. Because so, oh, the guy breaks him out of jail at the end of five. That's right. Yeah, six, and then they six explain is, it. is the curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it just... You built up that whole last movie that came out. Granted, I haven't seen that one yet. It's it's okay. But I, I remember the whole thing for it, the whole time was, you know, this is the end. We're going to close the circle. None of those shitty remakes and or none of those shitty sequels we made count. The mm-hmm. uh, season of the witch definitely doesn't count. Don't even like. Let's pretend that still doesn't exist. And then you're just like, well, I mean, we may do some money on that, so let's write two more sequels for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this. What is. if they just rewrite like Halloween three and four? Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> you just do like a shot for shot remake, like the Psycho remake. <laughs> That's fun. I just. Uh. Yeah. Write a new movie, please. Take yeah. a chance. Halloween, when the first Halloween came out, that was a chance film. Nobody thought that it was going to work. Nobody. We need more movies like that. Stop doing the same old shit. I know. Fuck, this is the same thing I was yelling about last week. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Hollywood, man. But you know how I am. I'm a fair guy. I'm going to get you mad. I'm going to get you happy also. <laughs> so we'll move on to some happy movie news. It Chapter 2 has officially come in as a theatrical runtime of 2 hours and 45 minutes. Nice. So they're really Mm going to pump the story at you. Excellent. And the producers confirmed that there will be a director's cut because originally it was a little over 4 hours. Damn. Whenever they finished their first edit. No shit. Yeah. Well, the the first one had like kind of the same thing, right? Wasn't that director's mm-hmm. kind of that like three forty five? Uh, just a little over three, yeah. It yeah. was like three fifteen. Yeah, it was pretty high. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're definitely. I mean, they've been doing the first it remake was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and they've been doing a good job. You can tell it's written by people who care about the story. Absolutely. So this is cool. And then, yeah, have you seen the the new trailer for that one? Yes. Yeah, it looks with the fun house and everything. Yes, like that. it looks fantastic. This is going to be good stuff. Like, they, they know what they're doing. This almost makes me want to, like, not see it in theaters and just wait for it to come out so I can just watch the director's cut. That's all <laughs> I really care about. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. That'll be fun. And then I didn't have the article for this one because I just saw, like, a, a tweet for it. But it has been confirmed that the, that Stan miniseries that we were talking about yeah. last time where they've <clears> done <throat> some casting for it, uh, Stephen King tweeted out, that they actually approached him, and he's rewritten a new ending for the series. Oh. That's different from what how it ends in the book. No shit. So that'll definitely be one we need to check out and That'd see. That'd be what, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
because a lot of the stuff with his endings lately, he's been pairing up with his sons because his sons are always making fun of him for not having very good endings. He hasn't had very good endings yeah. for a while. That is true. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what uh, how it ends up this time. It's one of my favorite things about Stephen King. Part of the reason he's my favorite director or my favorite writer of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a terrible director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just the fact that like he writes beautiful stories, wonderful characters, and he can never end it. And I've always kind of found that endearing, almost, where it's mm-hmm. just it's sort of like he doesn't want it to end. Yeah, so exactly. He's just yeah. Like, yeah, then it's just over. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't wanna... <laughs> it's good. Like the only good ending he's ever written was the Dark Tower, and people hate the ending of the Dark Tower. They really do. It's crazy. I, I think it's fantastic, and it perfectly yeah. sums up what it should be. Yeah. But that's just me. Maybe I'm just kind of a homer. I mean, a little bit, but I agree with you, so what's that make me? <laughs> exactly. And the other good news is this was this is an article like pretty much made for Zach, I think. Because they're doing a Zombieland sequel, which is something you liked anyway. Oh, I fucking love Zombieland. I just saw and, the uh, trailer for it uh, mm-hmm. like last week. It looks yeah, amazing. It does. And they interviewed the director, Ruben Fleischer. Um, he says that he just couldn't figure out the right story for about 10 years. So that's why it took so long to make this sequel. Yeah. He waited until he had a good story Thank you. to make a sequel. Yes, that's what you do. You don't make a movie to make money. You make yeah. a movie to tell a story. Which they easily could. That oh, first one made yeah. made cash. That first like, one was giant, and mm-hmm. everyone loved that movie. They were right. begging like AMC to make a TV show about it and right. shit like that. Yeah, and that's what, they, that's what he's saying in this interview here. He's like, everybody came at me like, well, well you need to have a sequel. You know, it's like, I don't have anything for a sequel. Yeah, I, haven't figured, I haven't figured it out yet. Leave me the fuck alone. Why don't you go make another Halloween movie, yeah. you fucks? And then they did. He's like, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, damn, I like those movies. It's a bummer. He's quoted, I think we all wanted to stretch our legs a little bit and try different things. I think we were all excited to do other stuff, but the other thing is, we just couldn't figure out the right story to tell. It took a minute to get a story that we all felt was worthy to come back to Zombieland for. We all have so much love for the original, so we held ourselves to a really high standard, as far as making sure that if we were going to make a sequel, that it would be at least as good, if not better, than the original, and that ultimately all comes down to the script. Sometimes it does take time to get that right. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Fleischer. Thank you. Oh, Christ. Yeah, no, the, have you seen the trailer for it? Oh, yeah. It's fucking fantastic. My favorite part is in the beginning, because especially now that they've waited, mm. all four of them are Academy Award nominated actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like starring Academy Award winning nominees. I also love that uh, for part of it, the outfit that Woody Harrelson's wearing there, you mm. know that is, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's Clint Eastwood's outfit from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and all the <laughs> Man with No Name trilogy, so just, I fucking love that, too. <laughs> Sitting oh, in the Oval Office. I'm so ready for Double Tap. That's going to be amazing. So yeah, that's coming out October 18th. Nice. And then every good up has to have another down, so I'm going to drag you back down into it here. Of course, we mm-hmm. have to. Well, the, uh, the podcast wouldn't be good if I was just happy the whole time. Exactly. I got nothing to yell about. Yeah. So we're coming back to one of your classic villains here. Disney has announced that they've broken their own worldwide box office record. So already, so far into this year they've made 7.67 billion dollars at the box office shattering the previous previous record for a total year's earnings which was also set by disney mm-hmm. back in 2016 with 7.61 billion the new record is notable in part because well it's only just the end of july within this article is written right. and disney still has frozen 2 a maleficent sequel and star wars the rise of skywalker debuting later this year Disney has made me hate Star Wars, by the way. That makes me so upset because I love Star Wars. Yeah. I, 
How crazy is that? I mean, that? one, how hard is it to have the fucking biggest, you know, movies ever when you buy literally everything that's popular? Yeah. That's like, I don't know. It's like the fucking new, the Yankees bragging about like, oh, we won a World Series. Like, yeah, you spent the most money out of everybody. You bought every good player. You mm. should win every fucking World Series. Any year you don't win, it's a victory for us, you fucks. And proof of that, altogether, Disney now accounts for about 45% of the $16 billion earned by films across the globe in 2019. Warner Brothers is the closest competitor, earning just two billion this year so far. I fucking blame. I blame people. That's who I blame. I can't blame Disney for this. It's people who need to stop watching this fucking bullshit that comes out. That there's no fucking thought behind. There's no heart. There's no thought of making a good story. It's a uh, let's make as much money as possible off of this, and then you assholes out there in the world. Just scoop it up. Just yeah. D- Disney's just shitting right in your mouth, and you're just you can't believe it. Fucking the Lion King bashed the box office fucking yeah. record over a billion dollars for worldwide. a movie you've seen. You've seen the movie. They did a shot for shot remake. There was no changes. You know exactly how that movie goes. There were two changes. They added two new songs for Beyonce to get an Academy Award nomination. I will snap this fucking monitor over my knee. <laughs> you fucks. I just I hate everyone. This is all your guys' fault. Because it ain't me. I ain't the one watching them. I know I'm not. So, it's all you fucks out there listening right now. With your fucking milk toast, empty ass fucking, I don't want to take any chances. Just give me the easy stories. So I don't have yeah. to think. And I could just jam popcorn into my fat fucking mouth and do nothing for two and a half hours. Maybe my kids will shut up and I can try to cheat on my husband. <laughs> fucking Disney. God damn it, I hate him. I mean, I have to bow my head a little bit here in shame because I have seen all the Marvel movies so far this year, so I'm also to blame. So. I haven't. I haven't had much I know, interest I know, in them. I, know, I so. just, they're not... So bring it on. Go ahead. They're not trying anymore, Come at me. Man. It's okay. They don't try. You're letting them not try. It's your fault. When you just go because you know you want to see it, but they didn't give any fucking thought towards yeah. that or try to make it good, you're letting them know that they can get away with not trying that hard and make a lot of money. I did like Endgame. Endgame's probably good. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It, it hasn't been posted on anything to like stream, yeah. and I don't go to the movies very often. It'll be soon. Like I think it's on digital now, and it's coming to DVD in like two more weeks. So. Yeah. No, I'll probably just I'll rent it on Amazon or something. So yeah. go and watch it. Because I mean, I I want to see it. Yeah, it, it's a good. I liked. It's a good the conclusion movie. to the story. Everybody gets a good character beat. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good good conclusion to the story. It closed out everything. Everybody enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, Phase Four is coming in two months. So let's not take any you know care for the characters that we've made you grow up with for thirteen fucking years. <laughs> It's all your fuck's fault. You guys are supporting this whenever you do shit like that. And you know what's worse is that eventually I'm not going to be able to avoid Disney movies. Yeah. It's not because they're just going to buy anything that's popular. Disney's going to fucking buy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fucked. They're probably going to buy the Dark Tower series if it it gets past, you know, two fucking uh, seasons. And then I'll have to be like, fuck. And then they're going to change everything. Be like, let's make. There's there's too much violence in this. Is there any way we can not have him shoot people? It's like, you want the gunslinger to not shoot people? Yeah. Because we can't sell toys like that. Okay. Hold that thought for just one moment. Oh, is this we're going to keep the Disney hate going. Oh, yeah, no. I There's a new uh, article on The Mandalorian, speaking of how you don't want to watch Star Wars anymore. Yeah, I was excited for that for a while. I know, anymore. but now you're definitely mm-hmm. not, because they even admitted uh, George Lucas advised Jon Favreau that kids are the real audience, and so they wanted to dumb it down a little bit, because it was, it was too adult. Why not? That's what they've been doing with the Star Wars movies for the last you know, five, six years. Well, more than that, like even all the prequels. That's true. I mean, at least some of the, I mean, the, the Clone Wars was good. The cartoon series that was yeah. going on, that was actually really good. And there were some okay. good stories told in that. 
You don't have to dumb it down. I mean, you could still make the Mandalorian PG-13. Yeah. Although the whole point of the Mandalorian in the first place was that like we were going to get a gritty Star Wars reboot mm-hmm. for the fans who grew up with Star Wars and are now a little bit older and want something kind of grittier and a little bit more fun. George I mean, Lucas says, We enjoy the stories as adults. Storytelling is about imparting the wisdom of the previous generations onto the children who are becoming adults and giving them a context for how to behave and how to learn the lessons of the past without making the mistakes on their own. Oh, really? Because you told the exact same story of fucking episode four and five and the newest two star wars movies so the force awakens and fucking uh was it the last jedi mm. that is base the force awakens for sure is shot for shot a, a new hope they're on the same fucking ship that's the same planets the, the, the desert, they shoot some fucking tie fighters down they're not fighting the empire they're fighting the first order which is the empire they even have the same goddamn colors on all their shit. Mm-hmm. So it's about in part making sure we don't repeat the past. That's all you've been doing, George, for the last goddamn 26 fucking years. You haven't told an original story ever. Really? Star Wars is just, you know, a retelling of a Shakespearean tale, which is fine. Star Wars is awesome. I love Star Wars. You Everything did. good about Star Wars was not George Lucas's doing. And he has proved that a hundred times over because he doesn't know why fucking Star Wars is popular. That's why he jammed a bunch of CGI and shit into the, the prequels. Cause he's like, that's what people want to see. That's what look look at his remakes of the fucking Star Wars movies. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. The, the recuts. Yeah, with Jabba and the uh, the Cantina. Yeah, <laughs> God, I couldn't think of it. Yeah, Jabba, the fucking Cantina. There was a couple extra of the fucking Beast and uh, Tatooine that they were riding on. Mm-hmm. The Dubacks. Yeah, and then he made fucking Han Solo shoot uh, second. Yeah. So he doesn't understand why we like Star Wars. He is lost in the fucking weeds when it comes to Star Wars. No one should have ever given him creative control of Star Wars. He came up with a decent outline. Spielberg told him how to do the rest of it, basically. Mm -hmm. And then the writers he had with him built this beautiful back lore. There was no lore to Star Wars. Everyone built... That was fan-built for the longest time until I think it was Dark Horse that started doing Star Wars comics. Comics, yeah. And then we, uh, we had a couple Star Wars books... That were canon for a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. think nothing's canon now. No, not Disney anymore. bought it. Yeah. And then we had like the old Republic. Everybody loved those until the MMORPG that sucked. <laughs> so it's like, George Lucas doesn't understand why Star Wars is popular. He never has. He doesn't get why we. He thinks we go there for because he's fucking half retarded, is what I think. Yeah. He's like, well, people like the shiny with the red, with the aliens come out, and we gotta do a lot of special special effects, and the shininess happens. He's a fucking retard. He's eating himself <laughs> retarded. I don't know how, but he did it. So yeah, The Mandalorian, where when it was first announced, I was super excited for, because we were going to get some fucking mm-hmm. cool shit. We were going to get maybe some Boba Fett action, or some kind of a Fett action. We were going to get some Mandalorians. Mandalorians mm-hmm. are always cool, man. Who not doesn't any, like the not Mandalorians? Anymore. Oh, and apparently Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian anymore, either. Yeah, he just stole some armor. Yeah, did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. There's literally the House of Fett in Mandalore, which I guess we're just going to gloss over that and has never fucking existed anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... <laughs> Alright, moving into some sad news for something that you hate. They are currently filming season two of Titans. Oh, they got a second season of that. Huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had to shut down production for two days because a crew member was killed in an accident. What what day did this happen? Uh, this was July 18th. I was at home all day. Uh-huh. I was nowhere near where this was being filmed. Okay. I want to put that on the record right now. <laughs> Yeah, the incident took place when a piece of car used for the special effect broke and struck the coordinator. 
He was a 25-year veteran in television motion pictures. I was not anywhere near them at any time. Mm-hmm. With this, I'm not even sure where Titans is filmed. <laughs> and I was at home. Let's see, July 18th would have been... Uh, was it Thursday? I was at work until 4. Emma got home by 4.35 o'clock. I was mm-hmm. still at home. And then she will testify in court that i was home all night so okay no one can pin this on me it does film in toronto so you would have had to have gone through customs yeah and there's allegedly. no way i possibly could have yeah how, how would i ever be able to figure something out like that where i could mm-hmm. get to toronto and maybe loosen a couple wires that are holding a piece of car for a <laughs> there's no way i could figure that out that's right not me but in light of the uh production break they decided to announce that season two will debut on the dc universe streaming app on friday september the 6th so just another month or so, and we're going to have season two of Titans. Yeah, we should watch season one at some point. Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. That yeah, we've got to strap ourselves <clears throat> down and force ourselves to watch 12 episodes of uh, goodness. Did did Batman kill the stunt coordinator? Is that what happened? Mm, it could have been. Right. We are getting them now. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Look at that armor. It looks like Power Ranger armor. It looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It's Robin's rebirth. Is it? Yeah. Is he re- rebirthed as a fucking Zoid? The hell? <laughs> They're also going to feature Deathstroke of the season, so he's one of your favorite villains. I do love Deathstroke. See? I'm now sure. you're in. You're all in. Oh, yeah. 100%. Can't wait. Probably do a little bit better than Arrow did. <laughs> and stay on the DC Universe train. <clears throat> Tonight is uh, August 2nd, and it is the season and series finale Sadly. of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Originally supposed to get a 13-episode run, as we talked about tonight, is the 10th episode, where they abruptly suspended production and canceled it. So, it's probably because it was a, a smart idea that mm-hmm. took some chances and wasn't just fucking watered-down horse shit. Yeah. So, they did a review. They got to an early screening from IGN, uh, and they say that it's a real shame to see the series wrapping up just as it was getting into the true root of what makes this franchise so fascinating. So apparently the series uh, was just now finally starting to shift more into the direction of the Alan Moore comics. Last week's episode was The Anatomy Lesson. Nice. literally Named right. after an early Moore and Stephen Bissett comic. Yeah, that's literally named after the episode where he finds out about the planarian worms mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. the one that fundamentally redefined the character. We're now at a point where Swamp Thing is less a supporting character than the beating heart of the series. Is Swamp Thing actually Alec Holland in a new body, or is he simply a plant that le- believes itself to be a man? Spoiler alert, it's neither of those things. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's not a spoiler because they're never going to get anything past this. So. What a bummer. This is like the one thing I was excited yeah. about yeah. from DC. Like I said, that, that's that's the uh, the issue where it really started breaking open. Yeah. Like, I was reading through the comic. It's a good comic. And then you get to that one, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you, like, there's <laughs> suddenly questions you have mm-hmm. to ask where you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like, what? okay, I'm not going to put this down for a while. i got to keep reading, you know? Yeah, and then he, like, and, and then the episode of that rooted. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the series after or the uh, the issue after yeah, the yeah. issue after that where some real crazy shit happens where like you you go into his crazy ass dreams where he's still trying to figure out if he's Alec Holland or not and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like literally leaves the body that is Swamp Thing and is just in the green. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they say as much as any episode of the series, the finale proves the wisdom of opting for a practical suit over a CGI character. Always, you really need the man in the suit giving it his all to achieve this level of pathos and emo- emotional heartache. Out of a giant moss monster. Yeah. And then uh, 
they get to Andy Bean come back. He plays the ghost of Alec Holland that was. So you get to see Ooh. man and monster on the screen together finally. Ooh, I, I wonder if they did it like from the the issue where he's following his ghost through the swamp. That's and, what I'm thinking too. Yeah, finds the body. Like, and I, to, I like, definitely have to watch through this. Like, it is called Loose as, Ends. I, I bet you that's what it is. It's yeah. him finding the body and then burying it at the end of I it. I bet so. Oh, it sucks. They would end it that. Like, I right know. Before he becomes like, really cool. Yeah. How, how do you make that your? Finale? Why would you cancel this? Like yeah. you have you have an opening here. Mm-hmm. Marvel's not doing anything new. Yeah. You can be the one to do something new, and then everyone would be... Remember how nobody talked about Game of Thrones until, like, the second season, and then it became a pop culture thing, and everyone knew what Game of Thrones was? Mm-hmm. That's because they did something fucking new. Yeah. God damn it. I'm so pissed that this thing got fucking canceled. I know. I'm going to fucking smack somebody. I'm still going to love watching it, because, like you said, I mean, those comics were amazing, so I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. It's but... also, honestly, it's my favorite love story ever written in comics. Between mm-hmm. him and Abby, it is... I mean, honestly, it's it's heartwarming and beautiful. Like you read it and you get a smile on your face. Where you're like it, it even ask like crazy questions of like what exactly is love and like is a, is love the mending of an actual consciousness to each other and stuff like that? Because like that's yeah. their sex scene that they have. Yeah, she eats like a mushroom, fucking, uh, like yeah. yeah, like a tuber that he grows off of him that's somewhat like a hallucinogenic and gives her the ability to see it it's called the green mm-hmm. because uh swamp thing is a he's an earth elemental and he's connected to all plant life on the planet and abby gets a moment to understand what that's like and she's like in every tree around and she can feel the whole earth and she feels like it's him and alec and like they are swamp thing and they join together and oh, it's fucking beautiful oh yeah they even have that amazing moment after that where she's like should i stop calling you alec and he's like it doesn't matter anymore it's yeah. it's fine i've i've accepted it all and it's, it's fucking beautiful oh, man. it so is <sighs> yeah damn it and this like, guy gets it too he's like in some ways it's a very tough episode to judge the underwhelming swamp shootout aside apparently there's like a bad action scene yeah, yeah you're gonna have to have something like most of the <clears> flaws <throat> in this episode wouldn't be flaws if the season had been allowed to unfold as originally planned yeah exactly but whatever the situation behind the scenes, it's a real sense of frustration at how many subplots are left dangling in this episode. The conflict between Avery and Maria basically just stops, with Avery's power play and Maria's forced imprisonment given no resolution. <laughs> the same goes for Lucilia and Matt, who are never given a chance to resolve their grievances against the Sunderland family. Ooh. Outside of the core trinity of Alec, Abby, and Woodrow, there's, really, nice. mm, there's not a lot of closure to be found. The Floronic Man. Yep. Maybe there's some hope to be taken from the post-credit scene and the reveal of Woodruth's transformation into the Floronic Man. Ooh, into it. Okay, because he was already the Floronic Man in mm. the comics. Yeah. Okay. So we can hope that rather than rubbing salt into the wound, the fact that DC tacked this scene onto the end suggests that there still could be a future for Swamp Thing on some other network or streaming service. Please. Because, yeah, I skipped over that. <clears> Sorry, there was a... Yeah, reportedly DC ordered a rewrite of the episode's ending so as to better serve as a season finale. Hmm. So, yeah, they filmed all that part with the Floronic Man as a... And afterwards, after that was already canceled. Oh, God, please. Yeah. Please let somebody else pick this up. I know. Even if it goes on the Disney thing, I'll pay for it. I just want to watch yeah. the fucking Swamp Thing so bad. I I am so glad that they went with the suit instead of CGI, by the way. Mm-hmm. It just makes the acting better. And practical effects always age better than CGI as well. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's the reason you can watch, like, the original Star Wars and it looks fine because it was all practical effects. But then right. you watch the prequels and you're like, oh, there's Play-Doh car- people fighting each other. <laughs> <sighs> I, I can't wait to watch this. I really hope somebody else picks this up. Yeah. I wish I was rich. I would literally just like open up a production company and be like, make it. Yeah. Keep keep going. Yeah. You, you, you get this. Yeah, get it done. Yeah. Get me Guillermo. <laughs> get him on the line. Tell him to stop making that fucking scary stories telling dark. I don't care about that. Yeah. You got more important things. <laughs> some more happy news leading back into... 
some more DC Universe stuff. There's a review of the pilot for the Harley Quinn series, that cartoon. Oh, that the, we the were... one anime? Yeah, that mm-hmm. one looks really fun. I'm really excited for that one. Um, <clears throat> apparently, it's really cool, and uh, it's uh, it's a far more slapstick and raunchy alternative to the rest of DC's animated line. Excellent. But one that also gets Harley in a way that not every adaptation does. Cool. As if the constant stream of F-bombs and gratuitous violence doesn't make it apparent, Harley Quinn isn't connected to Batman the Animated Series or any other DC animated project. Oh. Instead, the series sees Kaylee Cuoco take over the role made famous by Arlene Sorkin and Terry Strong as she explores Harley's long uphill battle to break free of Mr. J <laughs> and establish herself as a solo player on the supervillain scene. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds I'm like they really, know what they're doing. No, I'm really excited for this, actually. I think mm-hmm. it could be fun. I'm a big fan of Harley, obviously. Yeah. She's one of my favorite characters. And I really love what they did with her and, like, the comics and stuff like that with her eventually breaking free of, like, the Joker and... She even sort of becomes almost an anti-hero for a little bit. She was, like, part of the Birds of Prey and stuff like that. Or, like, mm-hmm. her and uh, Black Canary and uh, Poison Ivy. And there's, like, all these, like, DC women who have been fucked over by guys. And they just kind of go around finding, like, abusive husbands and beat the shit out of them and stuff <laughs> like that. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I thought you'd get excited for this. Uh, it's, they say it's most directly comparable, the art, to the New 52 Harley Quinn comic. Good. Um, but there's also a whiff of Batman the Brave and the Bold to the show. Excellent. Not just because Diedrich Bader reprises, reprises the role of Batman. Oh, excellent. But Harley Quinn has a similar him- whimsical style of humor, lovably spoofing the DC characters both major and minor. Oh, I love it. So yeah, that I was mean, a show you enjoyed, right? Yeah. Oh, the Brave and the Bold? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. I it's, never actually watched it. So. It's really fun. It kind of like catches the fun campiness of the 1960s Batman show. Yeah. That, like sometimes you need Batman doesn't always have to be serious, so it's um, it's kind of fun. It's really it's a good time to watch. They make like the same campy jokes and stuff like that. And Diedrich Bader actually does like really fun Batman voice because oh, he's yeah. kind of like, oh yes, the hammers of justice will come down here, and it's it, it's stuff like that. <laughs> he camps where, it up a little bit. Yeah, no, it's okay. really campy and it's fun. And All right. you can have fun with fucking Batman. Yeah, like, it doesn't always have to be the Dark Knight, fucking you know Christian Bale bullshit. You can have fun with it. In the yeah. end, these are, you know, they're cartoons, they're comic books made for children. Yeah. It's okay to have fun with it. Right. You know what I mean? So, no, The Brave and the Bold is a kind of a sleeper hit. Not a lot of people watched it because they were like, oh, this is more like, you know, gravitated towards kids. And it yeah. is. Okay. But it's fun. It's a really fun show. Right. It's It's good if you're like hanging around on a weekend, you don't have much to do. Throw a couple episodes on. They're not usually like connected episodes. If you already have kind of an idea of Batman, you don't have to worry about it that much. And right. It's just sort of like fun little one shots where he's fighting crazy people and stuff like that. It's okay. it's a lot of fun. And then the the best part of news I thought for you was uh they say the best part is the pilot makes clear how much the friendship between Harley and Poison Ivy will yeah, be driving sense. force in the show. Good. This is almost Ivy's show as much as it is Harley's, with Ivy trying to break through Harley's rose tinted glasses and make her see how much a Joker free life has to offer. Oh, Emma's going to love this. Their relationship is easily the most <laughs> endearing part of the show, and their evolving relationship looks to be just as important to the bigger picture as Harley's quest for per- professional respect. Nice. So, yeah, sounds like it'd be a pretty good show. I think I'm I'm fairly excited for this. I, I definitely want to watch it. I think I'm going to like it. We'll go ahead and keep pumping you up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I think you already know most of this. I think we even maybe talked about it, but there's another another interview with the showrunner oh, for, the, for the, Witcher, the Witcher at yeah. Comic-Con. And they stressed again that this is an adaptation of the books. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the video games. No. They say uh, extreme long vision. Um, they might eventually get there. 
Right. You know, what happens in season seven? Sure, I have thoughts. Fingers crossed that we get there. <laughs> so I guess all the video games take place after all the books? Yeah, there's about five or ten years in between the ending of the books to oh. the beginning of the first game. Oh, okay. So, And there's a lot of story to tell before you get to that part, too. Yeah, that's what and they're it, saying. <clears throat> and it looks like just... I'm just making guesses from mm-hmm. the uh, trailers that I've watched. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're starting fairly early into the stories, too. Like, they're not... Okay. Like, Siri still looks very young. And by the end of the book, yeah, she's... I was going to ask about yeah, that, too. Like, like how, how much do witchers actually age? Are they normal human in that sense, uh, or...? Witchers live longer okay. than normal humans. Um, same same thing for sorceresses. Oh, really? Okay. But Siri is neither one of those. She's technically a witcher, but she was never mutated. So she ages fairly normally to a human. Like, I think it's handed at that Geralt's, like, close to 100 years old when the book oh, started, really? or something okay. like that. And then uh, Yennefer's about that age, but sorceresses make themselves look pretty with like magic and shit like that. Okay. And then just like the mute the mutations just kind of keep him from aging. Really, like I think Vesemir, who is his sword instructor and his, his teacher, in the Witcher school, he's basically like, his court. Yeah. Okay. And he's like five hundred years old or something oh. like that. So <laughs> yeah, like the the Witchers can live for a long time. So can the sorceresses. Okay. So yeah, no, there's a lot to be done before you get to the games. Nice. That's also that was something I was going to tell you about. You might want to think about trying to read these books before the show comes down. Yeah. Because I, I think you'd like them a lot. Okay. I can't borrow any of them because all I got is the electronic copies. Oh, yeah. That's fine. But I think you can buy, like, the... I mean, they're only, like, five or six bucks online, so... Just buy, buy like, the first... Because the first two are collections of short stories. Buy the first one, read it, see what you think. Okay. If you don't like it, I'll give you the money back for it. Boom. There we go. Right. Yeah, um, no. That's everyone I've seen complaining about The Witcher so far has been people who think it's just the video games yeah. and don't know anything about the universe <laughs> of The Witcher. I've never read the books or anything like that, so it irritates the fuck out of me because yeah. I, I love the video games; they're fantastic. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I also love the books too. Though, like the the universe that is built from that is it's probably my second favorite uh, behind fantasy. Dark Tower. Yeah, behind Dark Tower, it's probably my second favorite fantasy build All ever. Right. I think it's just really cool. I definitely have to give it a shot. Then there's also people complaining that like Geralt, like uh, Henry Cavill's too jacked to be Geralt or something like that because he's like he should have like a, a lithe swimmer's body like he swings a fucking sword around and kills monsters all day you don't think he's gonna have fucking biceps yeah you fucking kissless virgins <laughs> you fuck no I'm excited for this and then uh, the last bit of comic con news probably should have had this with the other uh, Batman story but they're saying that Batman Beyond season 5 is still possible according to Bruce Tim. anything Bruce says I will ag- agree with yeah <clears throat> so I didn't actually realize it went on for four seasons mm-hmm. I thought it was only a year or two no, they got four seasons out of it. That's yeah. really good. But it's uh, it's all being remastered and re-released on Blu-ray this fall. I want to buy that. And, uh, yeah, Bruce Tim hinted at the possibility, saying that if this thing sells like crazy on Blu-ray and creates buzz, that would make it more possible to have a season five. Good. Uh, apparently this is the 20th anniversary of the debut of the show. Oh, my God, it is, isn't it? I was seven years old when I came out. <laughs> It's so good too. Batman Beyond is amazing. Yeah, it, it it's on the DC Universe app. You can watch it. According to Tim, the series may have continued after the direct-to-video movie <clears throat> Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker great, had great that film sold better. He revealed that the Justice League Unlimited episode epilogue, that one was good too, which is set in the Batman Beyond timeline, and reveals Bruce Wayne to be the father of Terry and Matt McGinnis. Mm-hmm. It began life as a second Batman Beyond movie. Initially, that movie would have featured Catwoman as the main villain with Selina Kyle filling the role that eventually shifted to Amanda Waller in Epilogue. Yeah, I uh, told you uh, about that, right? The mm-hmm. ending of Batman Beyond, where it was like a Amanda Waller's idea because we had to have a Bruce Wayne, and she knew he was getting older. And yeah. so, like, he's not just... 
it, which is you know it's cool that like he ends up you know being trained by Bruce and almost becomes his father, but like she set up for his father to be killed because mm-hmm. like that was part of what made Bruce Wayne Batman was that his parents died, so he had to have something to fight for. Yeah, which, that one's really good. I've actually never heard of Matt McGinnis, so I don't remember. Have you ever told me about it's him? It's Terry's little brother. He becomes Robin later on. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I've ever heard you mention that. No, I so I might have, I might not have. I don't remember. But okay. yeah, it, it's uh, it's Terry's little brother. He just becomes Robin later on. Okay, so it's it's, it's fun. Batman Beyond's really good. Cool. And fucking oh my god, it's so good. But like Kevin Conroy's voice acting in this, even though like they were making Batman Beyond like right after they made like the Justice League movie, so he was or the Justice League cartoon, so mm-hmm. he somehow is able to change his voice to sound kind of like an older Bruce Wayne. Does he really? Yeah. There's like, there's a subtle difference in it where he wow. does almost sound kind of, he's just like, he, the, he really is amazing. He's one of the greatest voice actors ever. So every time we bring up Batman, I just start talking so much. I know. It gets to be a bit rambly, but I just fucking love Batman. I know. Hey, I'll let you do it. So I'm, I'm a fan too. Not as much as you, but I enjoy listening to it. It's literally my favorite superhero. So next few things are a couple Netflix topics to close it out. Got to. Uh, I originally had what's uh, leaving at the end of July, but that doesn't really apply anymore. So. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, if you if you missed out, you missed out. I'm sorry, sorry buddies. Yeah. yeah, and most of the stuff coming in August is all just Netflix original stuff, mm. which, as far as shows, is going to be pretty good. But a lot of the movies I've never heard of. Um, yeah, for shows, uh, Glow is coming back. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I haven't watched that yet. I heard it was really good. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and then um, season two of Mindhunter. Nice. Which I've heard is really good. Yeah, I think Manson's going to be in that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's what I heard. Yeah, they got the same guy that Tarantino cast for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to oh, play really? Manson. Yeah. Nice. So, um, that should, should be, be pretty good. I'm excited for that. And then uh, the new Dark Crystal prequel series is oh, coming yeah, out. yeah, we were talking about that. From the original creators. That's that's at the end of the month. But as far as other news, uh, they've renewed Big Mouth for three more seasons. Damn. Have you been watching that one at all? I have. It's really fun. I, I don't think I got past the first season. Okay. Because I got caught up doing everything else. Yeah. It's a really funny show, though. Oh, yeah. I actually just started watching it a few weeks ago and yeah, got all the way through it. It's very, very good. Uh, a lot of it is almost a little bit too relatable. Like, oh, my God, that <laughs> that, that something pretty close to that happened to me oh, as yeah. a kid. And, yeah, I love like the, the hormone monster like aspect of it. <laughs> That's so really monster. cool. Yeah, and then it's the hor- and they have them for both genders too. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking funny. Oh yeah. And then it, uh, I remember I took a while to finally start watching that because mm-hmm. at first I just it looked gross to me and I was like I don't know if I want to watch like a show about yeah. puberty. Yeah, and the animation is a little wonky too yeah, when you first look at it. And then I was just kind of like, well, I mean, Nick Kroll wrote it and I think he's funny, so I'm gonna give it a shot. And then mm-hmm. I think I watch like the first season in a day I was like, this is really fucking funny <laughs> yeah oh yeah they, they really get what it's like to be a, a you know preteen yeah really going through the just fighting boners your whole life mm-hmm. and just and praying to god that a girl will rub up against you maybe mm-hmm. and then you hope you don't come in your pants and then i mean obviously i can't speak from the female side but it seems true to life for that side too like i i think the co-writers he has with him yeah emma's not here so she can't back me up on this but i, yeah. if I remember correctly she said it was fairly like relatable mm-hmm. as a young girl that's so. cool yeah that's fun so they get both sides of it that's really neat yeah big mouth is really good if you guys haven't had a chance to watch that. oh yeah yeah check it out it's got two seasons out there now and a valentine special yeah and then yeah we're gonna be renewed for three more seasons so it's really funny yeah it definitely is yeah i, I feel bad for holding off because I, I held off for a couple weeks when i first dropped where i was mm-hmm. like i don't know if i want to watch that and, eh, and then i was just like I do like Nick Kroll a lot. There's a lot of other people attached mm-hmm. to it. Uh, I think Maya Rudolph's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's the, the female, yeah, hormone, she's the hormone, female monster. hormone monster. 
And I was like, well, there's a lot of people in here I like, and Nick Kroll's always been funny, so mm-hmm. oh, fuck it, I'm going to give it a chance. I'll watch one episode. And I was like laughing hysterically the whole time, like, fuck, this is a good show. I'm going to keep yeah. watching it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Invader Zim. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Uh, Netflix has bought them now, too. They're going to do new seasons and stuff. Nice. Everybody loved Invader Zim. Oh, yeah. Especially Hot Topic. <laughs> Sold a shit ton of Invader Zim merch there. Um, last topic I had was something I'd never even heard of yet. Apparently it's out already on Netflix called Typewriter. It's apparently the next big uh, horror series coming to Netflix, which they've been really doing a pretty good job about. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, between, um, you know, like Stranger Things, uh, they mentioned Haunting of Hill House, which I still need to watch. So do I. So I don't know if um, Fuck, I still need to watch Stranger I never got through season two of Stranger Things. Oh, shit. So. Yeah, you definitely need to catch up. Three was very good. I have so much shit and I then, to uh, watch. Dark is actually really good too. I That's just finished the second season of that, and oh my god! Really good. Yeah, but apparently, uh, this is the new one that everybody's talking about called Typewriter. It tells a familiar story of a family plagued by some sort of ghostly force, mysterious deaths, and a distinctive flair of its own. It's set in an Indian coastal town, along with a main set of Indian actors. Typewriter introduces to the Matthews family. I mean, dot or feather. <laughs> Uh, it's actually unsure. Not, not, we'd have to watch the trailer. God damn, I hate myself for that. Yeah. Thing. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Uh, the grandfather is busy authoring his next book when his granddaughter comes to him frightened of what she says is a ghost underneath her bed. In true horror fashion, he goes to her room to help console her, only to find that the real Jenny is hiding underneath her bed. Ooh. So the the granddaughter's real self is underneath the bed. Nice. See, when it was first called Typewriter, I figured it was going to be like, he writes amazing uh, yeah. horror stories and they come true or something <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm glad it's something different. Yeah. Yeah, the core of the mystery seems to revolve around, you guessed it, a typewriter that seems to harbor grudges against anyone who wants to remove it from the house, hmm. including an unfortunate mover who winds up dead in a public restroom. Gay. Hmm. <laughs> the series seems to mix elements of the house on Haunted Hill, a family with some serious issues past and present, with a more carefree coming-of-age attitude from something like Stranger Things. Okay. So, yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out, too. So I'm going to add that to the queue. Oh, yeah. No, I, I got an anime series I need to watch on Netflix, too. It's yeah. apparently supposed to be great. It's like Baki or Baki. I don't know how you would say it. It's B-A-K-I. Hmm. But it's like some guy who is like the most famous living martial arts fighter. And his dad was, like, even more famous than him and, like, a legend. So he's trying to get to his dad's level. Okay. And then a bunch of death row inmates break free and come to fight him because they want to see if they're tougher than him or something like that. It's supposed to be hmm. really good. So All I'm right. kind of curious about checking that out. Maybe I'll do that while Emma's gone. There you go. Watch some of my anime. I was watching Naruto earlier. Yeah. There's so much shit I have to catch up on, but it's like... Now I have DC Universe, so the Batman the Animated Series is just on my phone. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, mm, I mean, I could catch up on stuff. Or I could watch something that I've watched 40 times already. And quote word for word while you're watching it. Yeah, so, I mean, I usually do that one. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you been watching the trailers for the Watchmen like HBO series? I have not. They look amazing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Here, let's pull, let's pull one up real quick. Okay, sure. We got a little bit of time for you. Yeah, to go. I'll pause this. Okay, yeah, so I'm completely in on that now. Yeah, jumping back at the, uh, just watch the trailer for uh, the Watchmen series on HBO. It's going to be coming out in October. Huh. Um, uh, appears to be a sequel to the mm. Watchmen. It does, yeah. And it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. At first, when I first heard about it, I was worried they were going to lean too far into like an SJW, sort of like, oh, white people are evil. The mm. black lady's going to save everybody. 
everything they're doing seems to fit logically within the story, and not just within the story of the the show they're making, but within the Watchmen story mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. It looks fucking amazing, buddy. Oh yeah, I'm so fucking like, jacked. Playing that. off the like esoteric theory of like who watches the Watchmen, like yeah. the cops themselves are wearing masks now, so they can't be identified. Like that's crazy. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah, that movie looks fucking awesome. They mm-hmm. did a great, uh, fucking great trailer too. By the oh way. yeah, yeah. Get some Bowie in there. Yeah, just get you Jack. You're just ready, and then we're gonna get some Doctor Manhattan. Oh man, it looked like that was uh, Night Owl's uh, ship there. So it's like he's coming back. Mm-hmm. And then that's you know older uh, Adrian Veidt. And it's kind of funny to see uh, like guys wearing Rorschach masks who are evil. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like racist assholes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like nothing here. He's got his own yeah. I mean, he's white power point, or something. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's got to be yeah. We know he is. He got exploded in the Antarctica. Yeah. The Antarctica. Not one of the fake ones. A <laughs> real one. I fucking love that movie so much, man. Mm-hmm. Watch, I mean, love the comic. Anyway. Right, yeah. I mean, that's the source material for it. Is, it but was... That movie is so good. Like, that movie didn't deserve to be that good. Yeah. Because, I mean, nothing against Zack Snyder. Uh, in terms of just aesthetically he's a fantastic director he makes wonderful shots and makes things look really fucking good his visual aspect like the way he translates what he sees in his mind into the what you see on screen is spot on and then but he's never been that great with storytelling so like when i first heard he was gonna do the Watchmen, i was kind of like no that's a that's a bummer that's a really good story that has a lot of different ends to it that i don't know if he'll be able to juggle but i was totally fucking wrong i was an idiot forever doubting him Granted, he made the Batman vs Superman thing, so you know maybe, maybe he's, he's had his ups and downs. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had his ups and downs. I still love Zack Snyder, and I mean, not only is he great at like making his visualization work, but he like steals like shot for shot from the comic too in certain shots, like mm-hmm. with the when the comedian gets thrown out the window. In the I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's it's panel for panel from the comic book. Mm-hmm. And I just fucking love that man. It's so good. And the casting in that movie is amazing. Oh, they did a way. great job. Everyone in that movie fucking plays their role beautifully. That movie made me like Jackie Earl Haley. Like, <laughs> whenever I, I heard he was going to play, uh, I, I think he played, was he Freddy Krueger or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, in the Nightmare reboot. Yeah, which wasn't a great movie. And usually I hate reboots, but I heard he was playing it. And I was like, oh, I don't know, that guy's a really good actor. Yeah, so you got to give it a good. chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was wrong, but still. Well, and maybe that's just going to be the only thing he's ever going to do that was good. It's not the worst reboot. No, mm. that's fair. I don't know. Jackie Earl Haley's just a fucking fan. He just played Rorschach. It's like to a T mm-hmm. how I wanted Rorschach to be played. Oh, for sure. Oh, that shit's so good. And then Patrick Wilson, who is awesome, mm. even though he sucked in The Phantom of the Opera, but that's not his fault. <laughs> He, uh, I love his Night Owl. He was in so. the Gerard Butler movie? Yeah, he's uh, Raul. I don't know what that is. That's um, uh, the other love interest. Oh, okay. And he sucks in that. Really? And in fact, what they... Well, here's where they fucked up in that. Okay. Hang on. This is theater, Zach. Taking the mic. Gerard Butler shouldn't have been cast as the Phantom. Whoa, really? He should have been cast as Raul. Oh, this is the first I've heard this take. And Patrick Most Wilson, people like him in Patrick Phantom. Wilson should have been the Phantom. Really? Because Gerard Butler's too, like, hunky and, like, sort of, uh, like, bassy and manly to be the Phantom. This guy's been living in, like, the catacombs under a, uh, an opera theater his whole life. Why is he a super fucking hunk with, like, one tiny scar on his face? He's still fucking Gerard Butler. He's gorgeous. He's <laughs> a beautiful man. Whereas, like, Patrick Wilson is he's kind of bookish looking like a little scrawnier 
And he, their voices match those other characters better, too. Oh, really? Gerard Butler doesn't sing very high. That's the one thing I've always hated about that movie is where he has to hit the sore note at the end of Music of the Night. Oh, yeah. And you can hear him go falsetto, and it's fucking terrible. Hmm. He's like, let your music start to soar. It's awful. <laughs> I'll show it to you later. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. But Patrick Wilson has, he's not as, like, throaty or bassy as, like, a, because Rao is kind of, like, sort of a, what you would call it like a 17th century jock or something like that where he's kind of like he'd be sort of bulky like a, like a cool guy like like a chad mm. <laughs> so they should have switched those roles and it would have fit way better mm. is all i'm saying they should still be involved in it i just gerard butler didn't have the voice for the phantom the phantom's supposed to be kind of a softer sort of like mysterious lover kind of feel to it okay not like so rock and roll Anyway, at least that's how I would look at it. Let's go ahead and dive all the way in. Are you mad at Emmy or Awesome as Christine? No, she's perfect. Okay. One, she's uh, one of the most perfect-looking women in the history of the world. She's a gorgeous woman with a fantastic sense of humor and a very sweet person. Okay. She's also a fully-trained opera singer. Was she really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. She used to uh, sing opera. She grew up in Chicago. She used to sing when she was like... Eight, she was singing in the opera at that point. She was an opera singer, so she was like eight or nine years old. Hmm. She used to sing to hot dog vendors to get free hot dogs. <laughs> Just on the street? Yeah. Street vendors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would sing, like, coming home from practice, she would sing to get a free hot dog, and then she'd go home. <laughs> so she was actually perfect for Christine. And she okay. and she does the, like, breathy, like, oh, like, which is what Christine's supposed to be, is, like, almost like a like a joke on a Disney princess sort of thing. Oh, all So right. she's perfect for that. And also, she's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> That woman is beautiful. So overall, that movie's worth seeing? I think so. Okay. I just think that there's one note that I can't stand that Gerard Butler tries to hit, and I think you should have switched the roles of Patrick Wilson playing the Phantom, because hmm. he's more like kind of bookish and softer, which is what the Phantom should be. Okay. And then like Gerard Butler should have been the hunky, you know, rich uh, French dude who's going to take her away from this world and like pretty womaner. So <laughs> that's the that that's what I would say about it anyway. And people uh, agree with me. I'm not the only one. All right. But yeah, Patrick Wilson's awesome. Though. The guy's a great actor. All I know about Phantom is we we played it for callback to the and whenever we were doing our uh, classical pieces in band, I was playing the trombone to that part. So oh, for music of the night, mm-hmm. nice. And for Phantom itself, we did the I did a medley of the two dun, of them. Dun, 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 so yeah, I actually that was the one like orchestral <laughs> piece of trombone music that I actually got to play loud for. It was like dun 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 dun. So yeah, I blasted people after that part. But yeah, that Watchmen show looks fucking amazing. Yes, it does. I hadn't been following it that much. Yeah, I just knew I was gonna watch it when it finally came out because it's it's it says Watchmen on it. I'm gonna watch at least the first episode. And Lindelof is involved in it, which is also true. A lot of people still hate on Lost. It's one of my favorite shows still. I never watched it. And uh, he also did The Leftovers with HBO. And I like the, the Leftovers. Yeah, that actually that was, was really good. good. First season's a little weak, but it really comes on strong for the second and third. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good show. So, yeah, I'll, I'll watch anything that dude's involved with now. I never watched uh, Lost. It just wasn't for me. Mm, that's I, fine. I yeah. also never watched Heroes. So, mm. neither of those just ever really... Yeah, pulled me in. You'd I, like the first season. After that, it really goes downhill for Emma Heroes. Always, that's what yeah. Emma always says because she watched Heroes for a mm-hmm. little bit. And, she, mm-hmm. and then also, apparently, Heroes is the one that get like fucked by the uh, the writer's Rider strike. Yeah, the yeah. writer strike where they were just like, ah, fuck. How do we end this? Yeah, just throw it all together. I don't fucking know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get the weird dude from Prison Break. He'll play a carnival man. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Emma always says I would enjoy Heroes. And then, um, yeah, Lost, I just I, it never spoke to me. I don't know. I just never really got a feeling for it. Yeah. I, I, I tried watching a couple episodes. I didn't watch them chronologically, which is part of the reason, I'm sure. I did Definitely watch is, yeah. the first episode. That's, that's one of the things that really killed the show also is... It came across in the time where they were still doing, like, you air repeats whenever you're not airing new episodes. Right. So people would get, like, so fucking confused because they were showing repeats of, like, episode four and five in between episodes, like, 16 and 17. Right. Because they were taking a break for, like, Thanksgiving or something, you know? Yeah. Like, nowadays, you just, you watch, they they play, they air a show straight through. Yeah, exactly. And then, then and when there's a break, the then they come back for, like, oh, this is our winter break, and then we'll come back and show the rest of them. So, yeah, a lot of people were... Lost probably would have done better if Netflix was bigger at the time. Absolutely. If they could have just dropped it in chunks, mm-hmm. where, like you can watch the whole thing one way For through. sure. But I still hold on to it. It, it was very good. And the, the characterization, they really dig deep into it, and it's like, man, that's so good. Like Each episode, you get a different flashback and like deeper story into that character. Okay. And each one focuses on a different one. Eventually, throughout the series, you get several for each one of them, so it's it's. What I liked was, it a lot. What was your theory for the ending? I, I know the ending is not well liked. I've heard a lot of stuff about that. So It's not. Uh, a lot of it was the showrunners and the producers really were trying to. They were they were kind of, I think, upset in a way that some people had actually guessed the ending and they were like reflecting so hard and, you know, like redirecting it like, oh, no, 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 that's not what it was. That's not what it was. No, so it's like seeing it of Game of Thrones then. In a way, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of the original of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, they're on purgatory the whole time. And like, no, 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 that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And then essentially, like, that's not what officially what they call it, but that's what it is. Like, they were yeah. in a, a stasis kind of. Like, they couldn't pass on into the true afterlife because they hadn't fulfilled what they were meant to do kind of thing. Right. So, I don't know. It, it, it was spiritual enough for me in order to like it. And, like, I'm not a super spiritual guy, right. you know, like, not, not Bible thumping, you know, going to church every week. But it was <laughs> enough to, like... There is something else out there, I think. I don't think it's just nothingness. I don't think we're here for no purpose. Mm. Not to get too deep on it, but... That's fair. Yeah, like... It spoke to me in a way. I, I I teared up at the end. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a good, good resolution to everything. My favorite uh, joke about the ending of Lost is it's an animated GIF, and it's playing the last scene, and then it cuts to a video of a Labrador that's, like, sleeping and running in its sleep. And then it jumps up and runs into a wall in an accident and actually wakes up. And then it was like, this is the true ending of Lost. <laughs> Which is even funnier because it is a, a dog like in the last scene that comes up to the, the character. So that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, a friend of mine, Jake, he was really into Lost. And that oh, was yeah. always his theory was that they were on Purgatory mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he, he called that fairly early into it, if I remember. They so. drop enough hints for it. Like, I'm not surprised that, like, I don't know why they were so surprised that people actually figured it out. Like, yeah. they, they were dropping hints the whole time. Like, it makes sense. That's funny. It's it's like the original season eight of Game of Thrones then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where, like, they changed all their shit because people had guessed it on the internet. Right. For one, you gave us a year to talk about it. We're going to figure it yeah, out. Year and a half, yeah. yeah. And two... It's okay if people see an ending coming. That means you've written well. Yeah. They can tell how the story is going. Not everything has to be a fucking, you know, a fucking what's-his-name twist. Oh, uh, yeah, Shyamalan. Yeah. Not everything has to be a Shyamalan twist. We can have a coherent story yeah. that pays off from the shit we've seen from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Like, people are already theorizing that that was how it was going to end from the books. Like, I mean, even before the show started, people yeah. were theorizing that's how it's going to come out, so... But not not to make a long episode even longer. But have you seen 
or they got in they submitted the final episode for an Emmy for screenwriting. So in order to do that, they oh, had yeah, to publicly release the script for I it. I didn't see a lot of the scripts. Yeah. And oh my god, it I'm they they literally they had no idea what they were no, doing. No, they were just making shit up at the end there. Like I was halfway giving them some credit, like okay, well you know maybe they were just you know pressured and they didn't know what to do. Like they they're kind of dumbasses. Like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I uh, I am a member of the Free Folk on Reddit. <laughs> okay, where um, it's a really fun subreddit. Oh yeah, it's it started a while back, where it was um, an offshoot of the Game of Thrones subreddit that didn't care about spoilers like wouldn't bitch constantly about spoilers because in the game of thrones subreddit it was like if you were like yeah you know it'd be like season six and you're like i, I still think that like ned's death in season one was amazing they'd be like oh spoilers and they would like tag you for that and like pull your shit off like that what the fuck and so somebody made the r free folk where they were like trying to get you know uh, script leaks and stuff for the new seasons and mm. things like that and then it was all like all oh, those guys in Game of Thrones are fucking kneelers and we're goddamn free folk and stuff like that <laughs> so it's a really fun subreddit um, ever since season 8 it's just been nothing but uh, trying to destroy uh, the two writers from season 8 <laughs> and in fact they did a really fun thing where um, if you go to just an open Google uh, page for me real, real quick oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. type in uh, I think it's Terrible writers. Okay, one second. Go to the images. There they are. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. <laughs> that is from the free folks I've read it. They posted that. And they were like, everybody upvote this so it shows up when people uh, Google search terrible writers. Wow. And it got like four million upvotes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Benioff and Weiss wearing dunce caps is the, the gif. Yeah. Or and there's the... another picture of them down there in the bottom right that is also, that might actually be from the subreddit if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Nice. So that's something that that subreddit does. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw the thing about uh, John and Sansa not knowing geography or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Where they wouldn't know how to get home, yeah. basically. <laughs> God, where was this? I don't want it. Yeah, this is, yeah. John and Sansa look at each other, they both failed geography. <laughs> that's the it's actual so screenwriting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, that's from it, the it's script. A screen note. Yeah. There's one where they're like, yeah, Bran is weird, and that's all they really said about it. It's like, oh, yeah, here. Bran. And Drogon, any word? Samwell. He was last spotted filing, flying east. Bran. The farther away, the better. Bran. Perhaps I can find him. Do carry on with the rest. And then the. Yeah, stage you know, writing. Yeah, this is the stage direction. Yeah. That's weird, but so is the new king. Jesus fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people were making jokes about uh, this. It's been going on on Free Folk for a while now. Oh, but yeah, uh, I know. I know that I um, had already been spoiled on the ending of season eight. Uh, by Free Folk because I've never been one to care about spoilers anyway it's not about the ending of a story it's about the story itself absolutely yeah um, but uh, I remember reading it it was like two weeks before the actual season ended and I was like there's no fucking like this is somebody fucking around and then I remember my face during the last season or the last episode just kind of being like yeah I'd be fucking god damn it like I was so <laughs> angry like, there's so many things we just left completely untied up, didn't mean anything. Yeah. They cut out literally, like, probably the most emotional line that John gets to have in season eight from the script, where, like, uh, Arya's talking about going west for some fucking reason, which you want to talk about who failed geography. What's west of Westeros? Well, it's a, it's a globe, so eventually you get back to here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no way, man. Flat Earth theory. Yeah, flat, flat Westeros theory. 
Uh, but it was like she's like, well, I'm not. He's like, do you still have your needle? She's like, yeah, right here. He's like, then I'll always be by your side while you're there. And that's like probably the most emotional thing he gets to say all season because Jon Snow didn't get to do anything in season eight. God no. They cut that out. But we had to keep in the joke about democracy mm. and uh, the fact that he's short. Yeah, and has no cock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. that was actually my favorite part of that article. Was like uh, <laughs> they call out. Um, Davos. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Grey Worm, you should just go off and found your own house with all the Unsullied. They're eunuchs. Yeah. Why would they find the, found their own house? There would be no lineage. They would die after a generation. <laughs> what the fuck? No one paid That's the laziest goddamn writing ever. I mean, a big part of it was uh, the fact that those guys were just trying to get to Star Wars. They were trying yeah. to rush through. They already the had Disney money. So, as, as yeah. much as they could. Yeah. So, again, Disney is the villain, as always. <laughs> Uh, another part of it is the fact that people had guessed what the ending was going to be. It was going to be Jon Snow was the you know the prince that was promised. He was mm-hmm. Azor Zai. He was going to save the world by ending the yeah. He was going to have to threat. Like, yeah. yeah, and then you know uh, my, my favorite thing is that the the long winter literally lasts one night. That's probably my favorite part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, like people guessed that because it was hinted at rather well by the way mm-hmm. and you know beautifully done very subtly done because george r. r martin is a very good writer yeah and then these guys are like well, we can't just have him guess what the ending is we should change it it's like no fuck face this has been set up since literally season one you should not just change it because people were able to figure it out because it was subtly and well written yeah we'll fool you no you didn't yeah you just made yourselves look like idiots yeah, it, which you like, are we're gonna subvert expectations <laughs> fucks <laughs> Like, because, I mean, I, I, I guessed that Jon Snow being a Targaryen around season two or three. Just because um, there's a line, I want to say it's in season one, maybe even, where uh, Jon Snow is talking to uh, Aemon. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ma- Maester Aemon in the Night's Watch. Right. Who's also a Targaryen, which, by the way, never gets brought up in season eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, you know, he wasn't a Targaryen alone and him and Jon were friends. And, mm-hmm. like, maybe that should have been something to talk about, but it wasn't. In fact, him being a Targaryen means nothing. It's never really brought up again. No. Uh, but anyway, there's like a moment where he talks about, uh, uh, you know, it's like if, if if you had to choose between doing, you know, what is honorable or what, what is right, right. He's like, what would your father do? He's like, he, or it's if you if you had to choose between your honor and your life or something like that, what would your father do? And he's like, he'd do what is right. He's like, well, then he's one in a million. And the only thing that like it's it's brought up it's brought up more in the books, not so much in the show, about like the other Targaryen babies being killed by uh, uh, not Sandor, but um, uh, the other Clegane. Yeah, Gregor. Yeah, Gregor. And like how like you know the the house of Clegane was built on the smashed skulls of the you know the dead Targaryen babies, and John's or uh, uh, Ned couldn't stand that. Yeah. And so he sullied his own honor and said that Jon Snow was his bastard, and like the whole time thinking like. You know, him and Cat were super in love. He never, I mean, he almost killed Littlefinger yeah. because he brought him to a brothel where his wife was hidden and he thought he was making a joke. He almost mm-hmm. cut his fucking throat just right. for that. And I'm like, there's He's no literally way. the most honorable man in the entire continent. Exactly. I'm like, there's no way he cheated on Cat. I was like, he's in love with her. He's super honorable. Even if he wasn't in love with her, he wouldn't cheat on her. Right. I'm like, I'm like, and his sister gets kidnapped by a tar. I was like, I bet you Jon Snow's a Targaryen. Like, I thought of that about three or four seasons yeah. in. And then we find out, like, season six that he actually is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's good writing. That's right. subtle, like, hints at, like, maybe. That's the only thing that would have made sense. Yeah. yeah. He, he made a promise to his sister, and that's 
family's more important than anything, and that's yeah. what he would have done. Yeah, and he, he would save a child over, like, not being dishonored or something like that. Absolutely. In the end, he cares about his honor, and he'll die with honor, but he's not going to sacrifice an innocent child just to keep his honor. He's, there is something more important to him anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just... Fucking, I mean, that was a big part of it. People had guessed the ending because it was well written, mm-hmm. and then they didn't like that. Which maybe don't give us a year and a half to fucking think about it. Then fuckface, get <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> and then they had Disney money coming in, so they wanted to get that shit done as quickly as possible. And uh, in the end, they got lazy and they fucked up a giant pop culture thing yeah. that I used to love. Or, or honestly, don't... it really could have been like the greatest show of all it time. Could have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know if I can rewatch Game of Thrones now. Because season eight was so bad that, like, when good things happen in the earlier seasons, I'm like, oh, well, too bad that that never fucking comes back to pay yeah. off at all, huh? <laughs> Fuck. Like, the cool outlet scene in, like, season six, or, yeah, I think it's season six at, like, Craster's Keep, where the Night King, like, picks up a baby and touches him, and the baby's eyes turn blue, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Too bad that's never, ever fucking brought up again, and it means nothing. Yeah. So, awesome. Like, that's Look. that's the, my running dialogue every time I watch an old episode of Game of Thrones now, yeah. I'm like, well, he, he gets no payoff in this right. bullshit, so I don't care. They eventually treat all the, uh, the white walkers and the whites like vampires, like you kill the head vampire and they all die. <laughs> that was the worst one, like, so. No. Stop it. And then they, like, uh, uh, Tyrion's fucking sacrifice meant nothing. No. Arya came out of fucking nowhere. Jon Snow literally did nothing in season eight. And not one thing. I mean, he killed Daenerys, kind of. And then Drogon was so smart that he burned down the Iron Throne and left. Well, they even said that, that was another thing in the script. That, that's on accident. He breathes fire at the wall and just turns his head. There was no wall. There was no wall there. (laughs) Oh, God. People like us trying to justify why it might have happened is a better excuse than what they wrote down. Like like uh, that article that I pulled up, they even say like the episode is called The Iron Throne. Mm. Like you would think that that had some significance. And no, they say he burned it down on accident as he was just turning his head. He only turned it once. Yeah. They, they don't know what they... They were so high on fucking Coke and Disney money. They don't even know what they wrote. Yeah. Fucking dinks. Luckily, Star Wars can't get any worse, but I am excited to see all the Star Wars fans who have been... Oh, um, uh, loyal so far. Who have been loyal and have been... Not, not even just loyal, but have been, like, defending the newest Star Wars movies, which we all know sucks. Um, so... I'm going to be really excited when they ruin those, too, and then I, I get to watch them try to fucking take shit away from that. Yeah, here you go. These are all stage directions from the script. Yeah. He looks down at John. We see the fire build up in his throat. John sees it as well. He prepares to die. But the blast is not for him. Drogon wants to burn the world, but he will not kill John. Why? He breathes fire on the back wall, blasting down what remains of the great red blocks of stone. There was no wall in that scene, by the way. We look over John's shoulder as the fire sweeps towards the throne. Not the target of Drogon's wrath, just a dumb bystander caught up in the conflagration. Just a dumb bystander. Then why did you use the... (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you wanted to do that, instead of him being like, he will not kill John, you should have had, like, you know, John's Targaryen blood come in and, like, he tries to burn him and then John can't be burned because he's a Targaryen and that's when he burns the Iron Throne. If you want to do it that way or something. To say that he blows it at a wall, there was no wall there. Like, the whole King's Landing was destroyed. It was like you could watch the fire coming out the back end. And then there was ten minutes of, like, running metal running down fucking stairs. Mm-hmm. But that's it. It was just a, it was a bystander. No, yeah, the creators pointed out that it was, that it was not the target of his wrath. It was just a bystander. 
They clearly had no clue what they were even doing. I just like that's what I fear is like, or did he just burn the first pointy looking thing he saw because Danny was killed with a knife? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, god damn it! Yeah, I don't know. I was really hoping they were gonna do like a post credit scene where you would just see him place Danny down like in a volcano, like a dormant volcano over in like you know the the shadow lands of Astor or whatever the hell it was. Mm the or old Valyria. Oh, shy, yeah. Yeah. And like have him place her down like a dormant volcano and then there's just like a fuck ton of dragon eggs that she's laying on. And then just kinda like have him blow fire in the air and end it on that where it's like, oh maybe she'll like she could come back. We've seen people come back from the dead now at this point. Mm-hmm. And then she just has an army of fucking dragons. At least leave us with that where we can be like, awesome, there could be something cool coming down the road. No. 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 Bran is king. He is uh, spying on everyone. Yep, it was pretty disappointing. It was fucking terrible. I mean, it, it it was so bad that it ruined the other seven seasons, and I was one who was supporting them for a long time. You really like, were, yeah. You you stuck by them even with season seven, where I was starting to jump off a yeah, little bit. Well, see, like I was giving season seven a pass because I was like, well, you know, they kind of rushed this yeah. one a little bit. They're you, trying you kept to saying, yeah, they're just yeah. setting up. They're leading to it. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was. I was like, why else would you break that up like that? You'd <laughs> have to just be setting something up to have a good story. No, it was because yeah. they wanted to make sure they got their Disney money first. Mm-hmm. It was cocks. <laughs> Alright, I guess yeah. we should get out of here. We probably should, yeah. If you want to go ahead and lead us on out. Well, guys, uh, I hope you had fun. I think it was a good episode. Uh, we didn't get any, any questions. That's because the Queen of Questions is uh, indisposed right now. Yeah. She, um, I stabbed her in a throne room, and then a, a dragon tried to burn a wall, missed the wall, burned down this throne. It actually looked really cinematic, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, so oh, don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> Moving on. But, um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. We love you. Uh, next time we, we will have questions, comments, and concerns. Please you send us so? in. Yes. Okay. I I I mean I, th- I think we got a couple from last time that I didn't read anyway. Oh. So All right. if not, I'll just write some. There you go. Uh, make sure to follow the show on Twitter, and that's okay. at the A to Z show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Right out of the gate. <laughs> you fucking you're making movements over there, and I know. No, I was like, I've, oh, he's on he's on I've, point. And I like, fucked oh, it up like six it. times yeah. so far. Uh, you can no, also, you're back in the swing of things now. <laughs> you should also follow both of us on Twitter. Indeed. Uh, America's Sweetheart is over there. He's at BigGuyACV on Twitter. That's me. And I am at MelchKnowsBest on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, of course. It's always fun. We like to tweet about fun things. I yell at random celebrities. It's it's, it's a good time. It is. <laughs> I like to tell Joaquin Phoenix I can't wait for him to die every day. Well, you know. You know. Uh, it's, it's not technically a threat if I just want him to die. Hmm. So And the law will back me up on that. Okay, just wishful thinking. <laughs> Uh, also, guys, if you have um, something bigger you can't send on Twitter or uh, money details you want to send us, some kind of long diatribe that you have that I'll probably read on mm-hmm. on the air and make fun of you for, you can email us, a2zshow, the number two, dot ask at gmail.com. I know there's mm-hmm. an at in it. Yeah. Uh, that's our email. You can get a hold of us that way if you have uh you know, just, just type a bunch of ads, and you'll eventually you'll get to us. You'll find it. There's yeah. no other A to Z Gmail. You'll right. fine. It's cool. It, it'll autofill because you've emailed us before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's also linked on our Twitter. There you so. go. Yeah, just click links. We'll check that too. Who wants to type? Just click. Anyway, guys, we hope you have a great week, um, and we really appreciate you listening again. We will see you next week. Don't forget to send those questions in. Mm-hmm. And I am going to go uh, get psoriasis of the liver. I'll see you guys later. There we go. I think it's cirrhosis. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>